0: The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.
1: Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. There are no two words in the English language more harmful than "good job."
0: to the Make, Remake, Literary License podcast episode with Kid Shago and co-hosts Vicky Ray and Steve Templeman discussing the original film and the remake looking at what was improved upon where they went wrong and whether anything lives up to the original don't forget to have your say by commenting or sharing links or just follow us below now on with the show Got
1: here is failure. Hey, yeah, well, we used to look up in the sky and wonder
0: at our place in the stars. Now we just look down and worry about our place in the dirt.
2: I hate is bad. Life's too short to be pissed off all the time. It's just not worth it
0: life see in this world there's two kinds of people my friend
1: those who loaded guns and those who dig
0: you dig i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that
2: yeah well you know that's just like uh, your opinion man
0: Hello, welcome to Literal Lessons Podcast and it's Make Remake where we discuss films and the original film and the remake. And today we're doing the Japanese film Pulse from 2001 and the American remake from 2006, funnily named Pulse. So before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Vicki Ray with us. Hello, Vicki.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And we got Joe Rendazzo with us. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. And I'm your host, Shago. And Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. And we'll start off with you, Joe. What have you been up to since last time we spoke to you? Well, I'm finally over that damn sinus infection. Oh, I was accident.
2: gonna say you look
3: so much better today. <laughs> <laughs> my my left, left side of my face doesn't feel like it's on fire, so that's that's a plus. Um, I've been working a lot actually because um, it's it's testing uh, testing time, like uh, high school testing, like AP exams and SATs and PSATs and i got hired to proctor exams at uh, a local high school so i've been doing that still bartending um the cool thing about doing the the uh the testing stuff is basically i'm just sitting there reading instructions and then like just waiting to take time so i'm sitting there and like reading uh catching up on reading and i wrote like 1800 words on, uh, about uh about a couple of movies that i was just like sitting there going, Hey, yeah, there were these similarities. And I just kind of started just kind of, just kind of free flowing. And I'm just like sitting there on my phone, just like typing away. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh wait, I, I might have something here that I could actually actually do something with. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been pretty cool, but it's mostly been like, um, like I have basically just been home to sleep for the last couple, for the last like two weeks, Monday is going to be my first day off since April and I am looking forward to it.
2: Oh God, you poor baby. <laughs> they need to get some freaking staff where you work.
3: Well that's the other yeah, the other the other place is really short staffed too, so it's like I can't even take off if I wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Vix? What are you even up to?
2: Trying to stay away from the human population as much as possible. Yeah, actually not a whole lot. Um, it's getting to that point of summer. I was trying to find tickets to go back to the old homestead. And things have gotten really expensive. I, don't you guys miss the one, the, just the, the flights, where it was just to take you right there. You didn't have to stay in Atlanta or Charlotte or, or, oh, scare me airport in Chicago for four hours, sometimes a day. And so, I mean, nobody does straight shots anymore. But other than that, um, my garden is really looking good. I think I finally figured that out. And um, what I've been, I've been really been watching a whole lot. Um Except I finished watching Lore. I finished watching Outer Range, and it has only eight episodes, and I was pissed. So that means I got to wait a whole year to see what happens. And the storyline was great. I love it. Um, I started watching Hammer House of Horror. They got some really good the little stories and stuff. They're, oh, they're yeah. quick. They're like quick movies, kind of. I think
3: I love those. Have you never seen? Those? I just
2: I just found them. I love them. I've been watching those. And there was thing I wanted to what's it called um, Woodland Dark something or other it's about folk it's about folk horror and i haven't started it yet but that looks really good i saw some of the uh coming uh well i looked up the coming interactions or whatever you call them me, Dave. and eli ross history of horrors back on and of course there's joe bob on fridays and i still haven't seen x everybody said it's excellent and i still have yet to see it but it's on streaming now so i'll probably try to hit that up without asher watching of course.
1: I think
3: it's still like a twenty dollars rental right now. I'm gonna is wait that, until. It, yeah, I'm gonna. I've uh, I'm heard gonna so many good things down.
2: about it, though. I've got to watch it now.
3: I've heard it's fantastic. And I love Ty West. You know, the the interesting thing about the the Hammer House of Horror is that when we were kids, like the Elvira VHS tapes, the big box right. thriller videos, a lot of those were the Hammer House of Horror. And they would just tack on Elvira introducing it and Elvira at the end, and that put it over sixty minutes, so they could actually sell it as a standalone movie. Really?
2: <laughs> is that what? Yeah. I- <laughs> so what I, what it's, I it's did, an excellent series. I love it. Excellent what I did series. is I, I
3: have the DVD uh, set of, of of the series. Uh, I I went and uh, made made myself a digital uh, digital file of each episode, and then I went and found the Elvira introductions on YouTube. I spliced them all together so that now when I want to watch them, I just throw them on that way. And I got Elvira introing and then Elvira outro.
2: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the old silver screen stuff. I've got this thing on my phone that finds movies wherever they're streaming. I can't remember what the name of the app is right now. But I love it because it'll find it. And if it exists out there, I wasn't smart and started early like you guys and started preserving physical media. But hopefully – Hopefully, it'll still be there so everybody can enjoy it. That's all
0: we can hope for. But you keep. Uh, I don't know. There um, might be. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, um. Well, I watched this fantastic film on Netflix called Spontaneous. I
2: haven't heard about.
0: Of it. It's basically about the senior class, and they start spontaneously combusting. Oh,
2: that sounds like fun.
0: It's it's really well done. <laughs> now the thing is, they don't go into fire. No, their body explodes, and there's blood, guts, and gore everywhere. But it's awesome. it's, a sweet, <laughs> but it's, a sweet, it's a sweet little film, actually. It's a really good little film. So I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> and then I watched, um, and this is pretty much a case of, uh, be careful what you wish for, where there's right. um, about this fertility doctor. And it's a documentary on Netflix. On I basically. saw, I was
2: going to start watching that. I saw that about the doctor who went and used his own sperm to get everybody pregnant.
0: Well, you know, this is this is what's weird. It's a true because, uh,
2: story. They had some psycho in Dallas that was doing that back in the day. Well,
0: well, the funny thing about it is, well, it's not funny, but the thing is it starts off with this girl named Jacoba, and she said that she's an only child and she wished she had siblings. So she goes down this rabbit hole and start, you know, the, and the DNA testing, and then she finds out she's linked to like 15 people. Anyway, it comes out that basically this happened like ninety four times. So so far, ninety four people have come out of the woodwork, and she, you know, she's very angry and all this other stuff.
2: Actually, the mothers are pretty damn angry too.
0: Well, I mean, it's artificial insemination, and the thing is, is that you know, they weren't going through a catalog going, "I want this donor or that donor." It was all, I mean, it was like very early days in those days. Now, I'm. This is not using the doctor whatsoever, so let's get that out of the way. But, and, and, and then, you know, they're going, oh, he's part of this religious group and he's trying to pass through the white race. And, you know, I looked at the charge. That's not the case. I think he was like a mad scientist because he was like checking up on their development. So obviously I think it's more about the mad scientist sort of thing. He's
2: not the only person that done it. It happened here. It's happened in quite a few places, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, but you also have to kind of think this way, which is quite a moral dilemma here yeah if he didn't do that you would not be here true take that in so it's kind of sure. like okay i mean he shouldn't be doing it don't get me wrong but technically not, but... if
2: it was that same egg and it was supposed to be for you know whoever baby daddy's supposed to be
0: you would be here you, with... you won't be you
2: yeah i guess that's true because, that's just a know, mind-boggling kind of scenario I but I so, still want to. I would still want to tar and feather that motherfucker.
0: If I was one of those motherfuckers. Well, I mean, the oh, thing is, uh, but you're, but you're getting it from a sperm donor. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I said before, I'm not condoning this, but you also have to think that, you know, well, back I'm not in the day, about the they sperm were,
2: donor. I'm talking about the people that went there with their husbands or boyfriends or whatever. No, sperm.
0: they didn't. No, they didn't go there with their husbands. They they didn't go there. They just wanted oh, to have a baby. Oh, so see, the, what
2: happened down the, here there, was there, he there, substituted the sperm for his own. No, oh, no, that's the, the, a
3: that's the, the, an
0: entirely new level
2: of yeah
0: yeah. I mean, Frank the fathers the fathers in this case, and with there was a father in place, they were all impotent, so that was the problem. So, so he they, has
2: ninety four children.
0: So well, he's got ninety four children, but the also thing is that. <laughs> And, this, the, and, the, uh, and the thing is yeah that's kind of you and, and, and it, all, it all takes place like in this small county in indiana so everyone's pretty much every and the worst thing about <laughs> him this,
2: <laughs>
0: this guy has some strong dna because they all look alike so they're they like, got red you know, hair or something
2: aren't they like no brittle?
0: they're all all blonde all blonde blue eye but they're all their eyes are the same their noses are the same and it's kind of it's kind of bizarre even the men are i mean the girls end up looking better than the men. The guys turn a bit, most of the guys turn a bit ugly, except for the, I think he's, he's either gay or very in touch with his feminine side. I didn't really go into that except for him. He seemed to be okay looking, but, um, but the thing is, is like, you know, so people are like finding out and it tells about how the people are finding out, but what's happening is they're doing DNA tests and then it says you're linked to these people sort of thing. Yeah but the worst thing about this jacoba person who's pushing this forward and he's still you know who wanted brothers and sisters and now she's horrified that she's got so many um but it's like they, yeah, they yeah. would put their they, they they get their dna results back and then of course they get the thingy through and then within like within 5 to 10 minutes of the getting the results she's contacting them and telling them the story and everything like this so i think it must like what's the confidential, yeah, what's the confidential, issue is this girl, because they're just, you know, she's not even giving these people time to like, process this first, you know, and then go, she's like doing it like right away, so I thought to myself, oh God, so it's an interesting watch, it's. Well, technically,
2: but, when you go to a sperm donor, there are certain attributes and things that you are looking for in a donor, so obviously, it's the same thing over and over.
0: No, th- this, con. this, con. the worst thing about this one is, is that, because it was such early days anyway. I mean, I think these right, people kids right. are all like in their 30s they yeah, they're all like in the early eighties, this one was. They're all like in their thirties and forties. But <laughs> I mean, but the thing is is like, oh, I'll get one of my registrars to do- to um to donate and they will only do they, they'll only do it to three. That's what he's telling them. But it's like you know, you're getting your registrar to do it. You know, it's not, it's not like from a bank. Or <laughs> I got your register like that. whacking
2: off, filling a gap from his desk.
0: <laughs> and then Jacob was like, oh, you know, he raped our parents. Like, no, he didn't rape your parents. I mean, what he did was ethnically wrong, but he didn't rape <laughs> yeah. them. But it was just kind of like, but it's just kind of like, I mean, at the end, they charged him with 500 pounds and that was $500 and that was it. But because there's no uh-huh. law at that Was, time, that,
2: was that in the States or was it over there?
0: It, no here indiana, in indiana oh
2: indiana i got got to i mean Indi- i mean
0: you know anyone out in indiana i you know i feel sorry but there is a little bit of inbreeding going on there anyway so it shouldn't be that much of a, a stretch <laughs>
2: well there's a place there's a place in arkansas called miller mountain i'll just tell you that but that's all i got to say yeah. about miller mountain
0: you know all I the millers
2: you- live on said miller mountain <laughs> yeah
0: Well, as I tell people, where we grew up, I'm just lucky my mom's not my aunt and my grandmother, so I'll be honest.
2: My father was from Pennsylvania, so I'm safe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I come from poor white trash, what can I say? (laughs)
2: Well, we (laughs) all come from that. It's just a matter of our upbringing. (laughs)
0: So, anyways, I mean, it's, it's highly interesting, but there is like this kind of weird morality thing when when you do think of simple fact that if it didn't happen, you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be who you are. Yeah, so true. It's it's, 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 it's interesting though. So because it doesn't make sense. I kinda. imagine
2: the family reunions are rather enlightening.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but but you sit there afterwards and start thinking about it. And The more you think about it, it's like trying to figure out like the the Terminator on timeline. It's like whoa, your brain starts hurting.
2: That's just wild. Yeah. Some guy did it down here, and he was. I had friends that actually went to this person back in the day, and he was supposed to be using the father's firm, but he was using slipping oil of his own in there. And so, see, that, that now that now
0: that now that is wrong. If something happens, and that's what you're, you know, and you're slipping. You know, if you're if you're bringing your but husbands, even if
2: you're not, but even but you're looking for. I right. know that there's questionnaires and certain attributes because I've known women that have gone to sperm and you know you want this guy with this kind of IQ, this kind of hair color, you know. something. yeah,
0: but let's be let's be cookie honest, cookie cutter
2: kids here.
0: <laughs> but I mean, how but how do they know these people who are donating this sperm have this IQ? What they got something from Mensa I don't there. Know. Can you do this Mensa test us before you sit there and jack off into a cup? You know what I mean. I mean, yeah, I, that's you know. a good
2: point. Good point.
3: It could be and, anybody. And, yeah, I think it's more like 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 what do you do for a living? Okay, this guy's a doctor, but do they check on that?
0: Like, well, you know, chiropractors are considered doctors, and that's only like a that's, a, that's less, less than a year of medical. That's not even medical school. They go to.
3: I was like don't I don't think it's I don't think they're officially considered doctors though.
0: As, you know, they call themselves doctors. Yeah,
2: I was like, they, they call do. themselves
0: that. Dentists call themselves doctors. Some dentists do. <laughs>
2: Doctor of Dentistry.
0: Yeah, but the thing—the thing is, basically, is, is that you know, let's face it: people who are normally quite worldly and you know these, you know, Brad Pitt and people like that don't really tend to donate at a sperm bank, do they? No, you know. And the thing well, is, was there is the, like and college kids
3: who we'll need
0: extra well, money yeah so if they're a college kid they're young and strapping 30 years from now they might be alcoholic and drug addicts in the back of an alley somewhere so you don't know do you so then so no you don't
2: that's kind of weird that's bizarre i mean
0: jeffrey dahmer went to college at one point
2: so like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a scary thought jeez you still you, you know, don't, know Charlie you don't know, do still you? got kids out there somewhere too that are still Charlie's, breeding. Char-
0: Charlie's Charlie's got a whole orphanage full of kids out Probably. there somewhere. Some
2: people just should not be allowed to breed. I'm a firm believer in that. Always mm-hmm. have been Scary.
0: But, yeah, but but, it, want... but it, it's a weird. It's interesting, you know. Calendar. It's
2: an interesting story. I think I'm going to hit it up this weekend. It's what, only what's... like
0: an hour and a half, so it's not. You know, it's not like. So it's now. Like I'm hard.
2: intrigued more. I saw it. And I watched mm-hmm. the. You know, now they do the whole spiel like a whole minute or two introductory yeah. movie. I just, I never, I didn't turn it back on. Forgot I mean, they, I they
0: do kind of twist it a little bit though. There's some stuff in there. It's like I'm watching. It's like, okay, that's not true. That's not true. Like they're saying he gave us, you know, he's giving us all um, immune um, immune diseases, um, and it's like immune um, suppressive diseases because I I my bloods are positive for rheumatoid. So it's like. Mm, and that's not true, because if you if you got rheumatoid arthritis, um, 86% of all population have a po- a positive rheumatoid arthritis. So they, they have, have the, the marker
2: factor. for it, yeah.
0: But the thing is, you don't have rheumatoid arthritis unless you have a, a positive anti-CCP. So you need both of those to have rheumatoid arthritis. So, so that's wrong. Just because you're positive here doesn't mean that you have this, because you, you have to have this as positive as well to have this. So there so they were fringing things a little bit a little bit more to help dramatize the story a little bit but but it it's interesting i mean i think the worst case in this one is that there is one woman that he pre-pregnated and then pregnated his daughter later on yeah. So so that so that's wrong you know but it's it's, it's interesting i I highly recommend it
1: Yeah that's was then, interesting
0: and then I started watching The Staircase, which is based on the Netflix documentary about the, whether the woman died on, on the staircase or not with Tony Collette and Colin Firth. Yeah. That's really good. And Julia finished this week. So that was excellent. I got to
2: start so. that still. I've had a lot of friends. I had someone text me the other day and go, Have you started watching Julia? And I go, No, but everybody tells me it's fantastic and I need to watch it. I just had all of other sudden, time got away from me this week. I don't know what happened. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's going to be out there, and I'm, I'm almost at the end of Westworld. So I rewatched Westworld, so I'm at the final season now, waiting for. I'm the into new the season third season again August.
2: because I didn't remember anything. I forgot just about everything except the first season. I kind of smidged through the first season because I got that down because that was so repetitive. The first season, it was hard not to remember. Well, but the second season gets a little wishy washy. I, um,
0: I actually love the second season the second time through because I realized it's like. I think Westworld is probably one of the most brilliantly written series. It is. Of all time. I agree
2: with you. It's fantastic.
0: It's better than Games of Thrones. Far better than Games of
2: oh, Thrones. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But very complex though. It's because like, some of the things they were saying, it's just like, oh my God. It's like is how
2: strange. do they think of this shit? I mean, the brain behind the the writing is it's fascinating. Yeah. Really, it's a great it's a great series. It really is.
0: And then I remember the- there's one there's one thing she says in it that's quite interesting that society is has is like the phoenix if you want a new society you have to burn and demolish the one that you're in it's like
2: well looks like that's presently underway
0: <laughs> it's true though if you think about it that's that's what happens isn't it so it's like okay this is interesting but it's, yeah it's 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 good i
2: yeah, I is. recommend
0: watching it again before the new series comes I often wonder
2: so. how much Hollywood knows about our future, what's actually going on, because they always do something and then they're, it's there, you know?
0: Yeah, of like sentences. Soil
2: and Green. <laughs> like, here we go with Soil and Green.
3: I need to rewatch that because I haven't seen it in a long time and it's set in this year. And I'm like, yeah. That's right. It sure. is in
2: 2022.
3: It's set in 2022. Yeah. And we are, yeah, th- things are looking really, really
0: bad.
2: I won't eat any of that shit. I will not eat it.
0: So, like, well, everything like it. now is plant. Everything now is like, it's really hard to find real food because everything's like vegan plant food now. It's like, oh God. It's like, you can have plant food, but do you have to replace the shells, all the shells with it. It's I like, know. I want a brownie. I don't want a vegan brownie. I want a brownie.
2: I know. I want one with
0: eggs and fucking oil, bitch. Well, <laughs> like I have to sit there and say that if you're a vegan or vegetarian, it's probably best that you don't trust me because I still put egg. In, you know, like, I make cupcakes and it's, um for work because it was nas- for the for my nurses because it's International Nurses Day yesterday. And people are going, are there eggs in this because I'm vegan? And I said, no. I mean, there was, <laughs> but it doesn't matter now. They've so already eaten it, so... <laughs>
3: Well, why would you ask that after you already started eating it? No, they asked
0: me, They asked me before they ate it. So, oh. And I just said, no, there's no eggs in it. Why would I put eggs in it? I go, I know that people are vegan here. But, I mean, there it is.
2: Oh, my God. But,
0: I mean, but, but it's okay if you don't know about it, isn't it?
2: Yeah. What you don't know, it's going
0: to hurt now, you. No, if, if they had an egg, um, if they had, a, if, you know, if they were an egg allergy, then I would tell them that's different. So, but I used to invite my vegetarian friends over to my house to have spaghetti bolognese and tell them it was corn, but it was actually mince. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know so the difference. I'm
2: I've I've, I've trying to slide by, well, like if you're making a lasagna, you know, tell them it's turkey burger or something in there. I refuse to make turkey pepperoni, turkey burger, any bad stuff in my lasagna. It's going to have meat in it. It's going to be sausage. You know, I am tur- not good turkey to, mince, the turkey mince
0: is very good in, for chili. Actually, you can do it in chili. Okay I haven't tried it. it. I tried. No, it's very good if you're using something that has a yeah. If you have like a, you, I like a, deer a, chili. A, well, if you have, if you're using something that has like a strong um, seasoning, like chili does, then you can get away with that with, with that kind of stuff. You know, it's a bit like corn. Corn's fine, but you just got to make sure you have a strong sauce to go with it, right? Yeah, because it has no flavor. And I'm still trying to work out that if you're a vegetarian and you don't want to eat meat, why do you want to eat something that tastes like chicken? I still don't understand that. It's like, why do you I want chicken?
3: I think that's more to convert people who
0: aren't to get them to try more vegetarian options. But, you know, why eat bacon when you can just have chicken? Because I, I call it bacon. <laughs> is this made with bacon or is this chicken? <laughs> I, just, anyway. I
2: mean, everything's disappearing over here Anyways, it doesn't really matter so
0: yeah it's here as well so well anyway what we're gonna do now is we're gonna cut the fiery kitten podcast where you can sit there and listen to fiery kitten podcast and take it away
3: i'm austin lugo i'm andrew harp this is with nothing to say
1: and let's talk about movies with over three thousand films log andrew and i best friends since middle school have dedicated our lives
3: to watching making and talking about movies each week, Andrew and I handpick a movie he's seen, I've seen, or neither of us have seen, and dive deep into anything and everything two wannabe cinephils could ever think of. From horror to dramedy, we do it all. So join us as we talk about everything movies, and maybe you too can become a bona fide cinephil.
0: Hello, welcome back to List Your License Podcast, we're discussing Pulse from 2001, which is a Japanese techno-horror film directed by Kayushi Kurosawa. The film was scheduled in the Uncertain Regards section of the 2001 Cannes Film Festival. The movie was well received critically and has a cult following. An English language remake, so ty- also titled Pulse, debuted in 2006 and spawned two sequels. The script was also adapted into a novel by the same name by Kurosawa himself. 好き。連絡何と呼んでも So, Joe, what are your thoughts on Pulse from 2001?
3: Um, I wasn't sure if when I went through my J horror phase, if I had actually uh, watched this. So I, I threw it on yesterday because it's, uh, it's currently on HBO Max, at least yeah. in the US. So I threw it on and I, I was watching it during the day before my night job. And it's bright in here. I had the, um, you know, I, I have a, a patio right outside. So it's all light shining and it was still eerie. The movie was still really eerie to me. Like, it was so effective. It was so effectively shot that as I was watching it, I was was like, this is actually, like, kind of making my skin crawl a little. Um,
2: It's uncomfortable.
3: Yeah, it's shot in a way that's actually unnerving, and I was actually enjoying it. And like I said, even in the daylight with, you know, with all this light shining in, I was still like, oh, my God, this movie is creepy as hell.
2: It's um very, all J-horror's creepy, I think. It's like oh, just, yeah, a lot of those I movies love movies. it.
3: Um, it, was, it is really, really an effective movie. Um, but no, I know I hadn't seen it before, though I think I've seen uh, the scene where the girl falls off the uh, – the, uh, or plummets off the tower. I think I'd seen that before.
2: That's my that favorite did look part. Brilliant. That was it's, the best kill of the whole movie is when that lady so falls d- off the, the silo. That's Splat- how you hear that.
0: Well, it's all done in one take as well. So it's like realistic
2: uh, thud. <laughs> How, do you
3: know it? Like I like last night I worked and this morning I worked, so I didn't have time to look it up. How did they achieve
2: that? I didn't I look it up. No I was idea, wondering that. too. It had it's to really be. hard.
0: To, it's really hard to find information about the making of this film for a lot of things. There's a lot there's not a lot of information about it.
2: No, there isn't. I had I had to mm. search through a vast array. Defines a little Is that because
3: case. Dimension Films kind of disappeared everything on them when they when they made their remake? Is that
0: why? Well, I also think that basically, I mean, even if I mean this is a weird J horror because I mean, if you look at the way that the subtitles are done, the subtitles are done kind of like not what you're used, to. you're caught used to like sharp subtitles. And the right. subtitles are not sharp. They're very ghostly across the thingy. And then you know, then there are some bright scenes where you're kind of like, what's that? What's the Middle two words there, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I had a hard time reading here and there. I
0: texted you guys
2: about that yesterday. I um, I took a picture of the screen. Use yellow subtitles. Something. Yeah.
1: So it's It's
3: almost like like, subtitles.
2: There are all these
3: white computers. Like I can't read a fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's almost like it came over to this country, like uh, almost came out, came to the West, kind of like as a half thought sort of thing. Not, not like, not like grunge or the other j horrors that were coming out. And I mean at this when this came out, j Horror was coming to its end anyway when this came right. out. So I don't so maybe that has something to do with it. But another thing that's odd about this film, which I quite like, it felt like an eighties horror film, even though it's made in two thousand one. It had the It 80s did feel like an eighties horror film. And it, and, it, and it unfolds very, very gradually. And, and it's, it's interesting because you have two, story, you got two stories going People's on. You have those two storylines
2: going on at the same time, yeah. And they're and not they connected, and then kind of they connect at the
0: end. Way. So in effect, you're kind of watching like an anthology, really, that kind of groups together at the end sort of thing.
2: I was trying I, to figure out if these people were <laughs> in different, different realms and the people that were going to suffer with this eternal loneliness. Because this movie was nothing except about loneliness loneliness mm-hmm. and separation of other people because they're willing to go as far as where are they go brazil or whatever on that boat to go find Latin america south america and i mean and and what's with the red tape the red tape means i, I still haven't figured out i i mean you hear red tape it's just like so much i think tape.
0: i think the red tape is used more i don't know if it's actually a device being used um for the sake that it has to be red tape or more of a camera effect because the whole film's done very, very muted, and then you have this strong red um, tape, or or reds the only is the only strong primary color that's color being used in it, in the film yeah. At all. So I think it might, I think it has more to do with that than actually.
2: But I guess I mean, but I, I was wondering though. I mean, as far as placement of the characters, okay, everybody just dies that weird death where they become a stain on the wall and. They just kind of turn into ash and put away. Are they the yeah, ghosts? But, but, are they are but, they going? Are, are the people left? Are they in the other bad no, realm now?
0: No. what I mean, the thing what you need to remember also is that this is a Japanese horror film. Right. And where else do you find stains or shadows of people after Hiroshima, they Hiroshima,
2: Nagasaki.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know, They'll, I never
2: even put that together until you just said that.
0: Well, I went. Really I, I, went to Her- I, I went to Hiroshima. I was in Japan for I think it was about six weeks, basically, and um, doing a job there. And basically, I did go to Hiroshima. And basically, the people are there's just shadows on the pavement where they died. I've seen pictures, yeah. So I think. So I think that. I think that has more of a nod towards that sort of thing.
2: I think you're but, right. I think you're right about that. But I thought that. I, the- the scary part, I, I thought, that, well, there wasn't no jump scares, the usual, you know, uh, kind of looking back. But the uh, the one thing that creeped me out is when, uh, what's her name, Harway? Her, I can't say their names. But uh, she's looking at the computer and she's seeing herself in an infinity screen. So technically, whatever that is, is behind her looking at her and projecting that onto the computer.
0: Yeah, well, I think Pulse, what you can also say about Pulse is that it's kind of foreseeing our future. With technology, as we know, with social media, where people are more are supposed to be more and more connected, there seems to be a lot more loneliness going on in the world. I agree with Even though with that everyone's too. more connected. And Pulse is before Facebook and social the media. internet and craze. And, and before dating apps and so on and so forth. And it's quite interesting when you look at it from that point of view that basically the whole thing is this fear that, you know, that technology is bringing these people forward. And it's creating this such a dense loneliness that you want to commit suicide because you don't want to, because you just feel so dark and alone and I depressed. I think that
2: I read that prior to this movie being made, there was suicide, um, suicide, what do they call it? So Su- not packs. Well, I guess they're packs, but there was like clumps of suicides going on in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think he derived some of that from here, but uh but it just it, it seems like it's just this it's just an echo chamber of extreme sadness and loneliness and desperation in this movie. And it was just it, that gave me an anxiety attack because these people so badly wanted to live. But then yet they didn't. You know, they gave up and they just disappear into the cracks, literally.
0: It's- well, the interesting thing is, is also, that also is that. You know the, your two stories. You know your main girl, basically you got her the flower whole flower shop about people, and you be, got
2: the computer shop, the computer people.
0: Yeah, well, the, well, the main girl basically she doesn't want to be lonely. She depends on her friends because her parents are divorced, and you know she doesn't really, you know, she doesn't really want to face her father or whatever's going on there. Right. And the whole and the mom goes, you know, she goes, you just go see your dad so you'll be with someone. She goes, no, um, I got my friends. My friends are oh, are yeah. yeah. my friends. So her whole thing about. She doesn't want to be lonely and then you then the other story is the guy basically is a loner he has no friends
2: the computer yeah. guy
0: yeah well he's not a computer how guy. is she he and
2: i see. think he's trying to he's the one that's trying to get his internet hooked up how did yeah. he get stuck with seeing that tape or that with that virus i, if I, was, that's I was getting th- lost if that through
0: is well he loaded up um uh, a, he was trying to put in the
2: internet. That's right. Okay.
0: Yeah. To... And it, it just appeared sort of thing because, you know, again, you know, which we kind of mentioned in the ring as well, pre uh, previous show is that, you know, the computer is a virus, isn't it? And right. the virus spreads. And that's what this movie's about. Basically it's like, you know, basically if you took out the computer side of it and made it, I don't know, make, make it a disease.
2: Well, they needed, well, they need, well, you know, they, they offered that. I can't remember his name. He was the professor or whatever she was talking to. And he meant, he does say, or is that the second movie I'm getting screwed up with? What's the
0: second movie? But, but,
2: but when you think about it though, you got all these, like we're talking, you know, in a zoom meeting, doing a podcast, but we've got all this shit, EMF and everything hitting us and all these radio waves. It's everything going up. You never know. I'm a firm believer in hauntings and whatnot. I mean, it's the perfect place. For a ghost to do whatever he wants to do, you know, and it's it's a great place for them. to. That's why they got EVPs and all these great gizmos now for ghost hunting. But uh, it's a good place for that kind of energy transfer. And I could see where he got that. That was a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. on his part. Because I don't think anybody ever done that much up until 2001. Because we had dial-up still, and I heard the dial-up noise. Remember the dial-up? He did the dial-up noise. I almost started salivating like Pavlov's <laughs> dog. Remember the dial-up noise? It's like okay, oh, uh, you know.
0: And then, and then <laughs> 25 minutes you, I'll be able to you, see a picture. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> a picture thing. And then it, got, and it was slowly.
3: There's one thing Keith said And I kind of want to circle back to it Is this idea of How something that connects us Ultimately makes us feel more lonely And um, There's this rash of suicides in the movie Uh, If you recall A couple years back There were like a lot of suicides Related to social media Because people like I, I, I guess some of the younger people Didn't realize that like, I don't go on social media And post everything going on in my life Um, like if I, if I'm like 10 years ago, I was going to a lot of film festivals. I was traveling a lot. So if you were to look at my social media feed back then it'd be like, Oh, here I am in a suit on the red carpet of the Beverly Hills film festival with, you know, with, with, with my girlfriend. And then you don't see anything from me for like weeks. You think that's my life. You think that's my whole life as opposed to that being just. An event that we went to, and I guess that like a couple years ago, there were a lot of people who were like looking at this and going, "Oh my God, I'm never going to measure up to, uh, to to what this you know this Instagram model is
2: posting." It's all it's all just illusion, really. Social media. Yeah. I mean, you know how they always say people are always you know half the people that 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 put all this fancy stuff on they're not happy. I know a lot of people that put all this shit on Facebook. Right. They travel all over the place. Not happy. Just happy.
3: Well, no. no. The, the more one, you see it. people posting how much they love their significant other, the, the, the
2: more trouble that, that relationship is in. What about people with the extra Facebook? Like, they have the married <coughs> Facebook, you know? Oh, the, the you know, That's like... A congealed so, name, like, like... Brangelina. Like Ben and Joan. <laughs>
1: yes!
0: <laughs> but another Who thing you have cheating? to remember, but whether you're Instagram or, or whether you're uh, Facebook... What you have to remember is is that you're giving you're marketing your idealistic life anyway. That's what you're doing. Exactly. And another thing is is that basically it's a live photo album. And the thing is, and what what and when photo albums from before social media, what and photo albums, what do you find in your photo albums? They're not days where but you're peach. feeling miserable. They're things when you're doing things. Yeah, happy. I mean, okay. There might not be there might not be pictures of your food, what you're eating, but they're like you take pictures during happy occasions, whether it's weddings or birthdays or your child's first steps or whatever, and that's what you find on. That's what I album. miss about. Yeah, you go on be- vacation. You're going. That's to where stuff. social
2: media was fun.
0: Okay. Well, social media always has been an artificial. Has always been a slightly artificial because the thing is, you can be you can do two things on social media. You can be the grumpy bastard who bitches about life and everything going around in it, or you can be the person who has a saccharine life and just shows how wonderful your life is. But at the end of the day, the reality is in the middle somewhere, anyway, for all of us, sort of thing. Yeah. We have good days, we have bad days, so forth and so on and so forth. Now, the thing is, you don't want to be one person who's going to sit there and talk about, "Oh woe is me, life is so horrible." Blah, 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 because it's embarrassing. Like I remember when I was going through my divorce. And I remember, um, and and I was posting stuff like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm moving out for the first time, getting my life back, you know, I'm writing stupid shit like that. And the worst thing about it is a year later, you know, it's like, these posts come back and haunt you. It's like, this is what you posted a year ago today. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is pathetic. You know what I mean? Like, but like, the yeah, beauty so. of
2: that is I delete a
0: lot of those. So like, I oh, do like, too. Yeah, I, I go, too. what I the fuck I
2: was I thinking 10 years have, ago? Holy
0: shit. I have, you know. But it's not like, like, even 10 like, years, like, years ago. It's like a year. It's like even if you're depressed, a year later, your life is different. You know, you know, if you keep, you know, like all of us, we have good days and bad days. And right. what you find is that when you have the bad days, then you just <laughs> like God, I feel so sappy, and I look like I'm attention seeking. Because that's what it comes across as.
2: Or you have it, and we know all this. know we, we all know the type that gets on there and just they got everything wrong with them. They got every possible disease going yeah. man Or they're the other hand, they're walking around with a scrapping badass, you know, speedo or a bikini, and say, "I don't care what anybody thinks. Just be your best self."
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but yeah, but 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 another thing is that you also have to. You know, we are we do enter you know David Lynch territory here, you know, as well, like a Twin Peaks kind of situation here. I love that. Where you know, like if you take the Netflix series about the guy who murdered his wife and children, and on social media, I mean, they're this this is the idealistic family. This is what's being posted. Oh, she's so happy, but apparently, I mean, you know,
2: is that the two kids they (laughs) keep put in the water things? Yeah.
0: And before we, before you send me an email, I'm not saying that she deserved it, but she was a bit of a bitch. You know what I mean? She was, you know, she's like, like posting all this stuff and she was quite a negative, horrible person, but she's posting all this stuff about what beautiful family, what a beautiful marriage she has. Then of course, like a David Lynch film, you scratch beneath the surface and everything's not what it seems. Right. You know, and that's another thing you have to remember with social media is that, you know, if you're working really, really hard to paint this life that you're in. And you're working at it. Chances are your life is not as rosy as you're trying to portray it to be. Now, if yeah. you're like me, I mean, if you're like me, I just you know, I you know, I don't. I very rarely post outside of this show. If I do post something me of me or something like this, is because someone's posted something of me and I'll you know forward it on, sort of thing. Right. But it's not like it's no, it's never overly anything. It's just you know, like in, Instagram is probably the worst culprit. Instagram is basically Oh God, everybody's
2: beautiful. All the beautiful people on Instagram. Everybody's doing everything on Instagram.
0: Yeah, but they're all filtered.
2: That's the whole thing. I mean, okay, I understand what you guys are dudes, but I mean, think of the common sense. Okay, you take a picture and then, okay, this is me. But then you you show up, you know, but you've been giving somebody 10-year-old pictures or you've got so many damn filters on, you don't even look like you. And I mean, well, what, what are you welcome
0: supposed to do when you meet this to apps. Welcome to dating apps.
2: I
1: was going to
3: say <laughs> that that was one thing that I remember uh, be, being proud of when uh, when I met a, I met a woman that I met on a dating app. She's like, oh my God, you actually look like your pictures. I was like, well, yeah. Like, I realized how like, yeah. apparently. So, like, eventually we're going to have to meet in person. So, if I'm sending you these these pictures where I'm like, where I look like George Clooney and I'm all ripped or, or you know, or, or whatever. Well, the second you meet me, you're gonna
1: be like, "Well, no, that's Fuck not you, what you I
2: thought."
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing's real.
2: For, you're right. Nothing is real on the internet, really, particularly. Well, I remember friendship. one.
0: I remember one time. Um, you know, I, I one, you know, this guy asked me on a date. is it fine. So he shows up at my door. Open the door. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the picture must have been like, I don't. I mean, he would. He looked, I mean, he looked old and wrinkly, like basically death was I mean, he looked like the old guy from Poltergeist, waiting for Carol Anne. <laughs> whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. And I, I open the door and I go, and he's like, hi, and then I go, I go, this is not happening. I go, you're a fucking liar. I go, this is not happening. I go, I go, when did you have your pictures taken? I'm like, go, how many decades was that? There was there even cameras back then he got really upset with me and basically going
2: god is in his holy temple <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then, but then again he tried, he tried to pour some soy in i going i'm sorry but this is not going to happen i go you first yourself in i'm gonna have to punch in the face he got oh i would aggressive. be upset too
2: that's happened to me before back in the day thank god for scott I don't and have I said to him, I go. About what but I, look
0: I said like to him, I go. Why do you? Do, I go. Do you really? I go. Do you do this because you think people are going to give? You are going to show up, and someone's going to mercy fuck you? And he got. Re- I mean, then then basically he got really upset. So I actually had, but I actually had to throw him out. Like, throw him out. Well, what did people expect?
2: Like you can't lie like that. People. Yeah, but, the thing,
0: but the thing is, it must work at some point for these people. It must work if because if you're if you're continuing to do this, and you're showing up, meeting people. They can't, not all of them must be turning you away because there must be some success in going on here somewhere along the way before you Stupid, keep doing or it. Or
2: someone's drinking a lot. <laughs> you,
0: well, I mean, that, that you have to be, in this instance, you have to be drinking a lot and probably taking a lot of math, and, and still, you would need to have, you know, some kind of weird glass. I think even Stevie Wonder would have been appalled. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, but I always think to myself, it's like, you know it must work for them in a certain way when they do. Well, some people, people face probably face get away with it. Well, they they're continuing to do it, aren't they?
2: God, I hate dating. I'm so glad I don't have to do that. X T no. it.
0: But it's but, just... you know. But you're see, But you're not. But the thing is, you're now seeing it in reality TV programming as well. Um, I watch. I mean, I'm I'm not ashamed to say it, but I watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and the new series started, and I was watching the new series, and the thing is, I've you have been being, so long. Well, you have them being filmed you know like you know the part of the show sort of thing you know but when they do the one one-on-ones they look like totally different people it's like they're using filters during the one-on-ones and you can tell that they are
2: well they, the they, make you they, the beautiful like, All the way through video now
0: well well the thing is they look like different people like you're watching a scene with with them it's like da 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 whatever stupid drama they have which is idiotic in itself but then they do the one-on-one where like you know giving their comment on it it's like they look like a freaking different person so that's it's sort like, of like oh. RuPaul's
2: drag race do they actually look that good or is that just filters i'm jealous
0: it's all well it's all makeup if you know how to provide God, they know how to put it.
2: on makeup
0: but there's a difference between makeup there uh, for camera and makeup going yeah. outside in the street
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: You know, I always thought to myself that you know, watching Real Housewives, for instance, where it's obviously they're using filters now. I wonder what they think about their kids. Because do they are they still going to love their kids? Because their kids are going to have their old face.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's a good question. It's like
0: you know, it's like oh, like your kid (laughs) doesn't look like you because your kid looks because your kid has your old face. This is what you look like before for the surgery but, but basically
2: um, though is this the is, are they, is this the afterlife totally sucking it where these ghosts are that bored to come back through the airwaves and want to kill everybody or entice them to whatever just like well, her, she, when she's trying to hug whatever it is at the end of the movie and you don't really see what she's trying to hug there's nothing there
0: yeah but doesn't it have to do with how we deal with death anyway to a certain extent that basically we waste our life and then we die. And then the dead are jealous of the life that we have because you know they weren't done yet. Yeah. And we, I mean, let's face it. I mean, most human beings waste their lives, you know, or, or have this feeling that they waste their life. And then if you're dead and the dead are looking at you thinking, you know, you're wasting your life. Like I did. I'm jealous of the life that you have because I don't have that anymore. You know, yeah. I, I took it more like that. Oh, yeah. you could be like that while you're still living. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, it just, it could have, I don't know. It just, it just seems like it, it's, it was just about eternal loneliness and it was coming through the airwaves. You know what well, I mean? Everybody's lonely. Did you not notice that? Even in both movies, it's all about loneliness and being alone. Yeah, but is,
0: Isn't that, isn't that what we're all scared of anyways? Dying alone, being alone. Yeah. And that, and that, isn't that uh, as far as the human condition is concerned, um, even through psychiatry, normally most depression are based around being alone and no one understanding you and no one being there and so on and so forth. And you know, you're in a lone island in the middle of an ocean, on you know, with no inhabitants. Well,
3: it's why when uh, when you see a lot of these people who are you know really intelligent, these real like high high level like geniuses, a lot of them commit suicide because when you get to when you get to being that intelligent nobody else you know you've got nobody on your wavelength and that's where you know a lot of these geniuses you're
2: struggling with mental illness like naomi for instance you know that was a real sad suicide story she just couldn't even hang in there to that day to get inducted into the country hall of fame you know it was just really sad
3: i mean sometimes Yeah. yeah you're just it's you're you're so you're so good at something you're so unbelievably talented at something that there's nobody on your wavelength and you feel lonely. You turn to drugs. And yeah, you could end up just just offing yourself because you're like, well shit. Like Keith said, I'm this island on my own and nobody's around. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a shit. Or if they do give a shit, they're never this turned out to be
2: a virus. So well interestingly enough we're talking about how the internet is kind of phony. We all know it is. We deal with people on it all the time. But I mean, Mm -hmm. but when you're when you're watching this I mean, is that the virus? I mean, is he trying to relay that early years? I mean, that the, this, this is a virus that we're dealing with on the Internet. Well, I think Facebook well, is the biggest virus on the Internet, but I just like to keep in touch with family. I mean, family. I mean first don't. of all, I mean,
0: <laughs> um, in this one, in, in, this, in the Japanese version, he fell across it. It wasn't something that he was making to do or looking for something. It just happened to right. happened sort of thing um the the second one then we covered that that's more of that that's a bit something that's actually people were looking for something that's kind of reduces. right, right. here's just something kind of that filtered through but you also have to remember what do they say is that it's kind of like the guff in um in judaism that basically there's no there's not an infinite number of souls there's only a a finite number of souls and when that guff is empty the seventh seal st- the seals will break and that will bring up apoc- the, the apocalypse as far as biblical is concerned here what you we got is that basically um the afterlife is not an inf- you know that it, it's not going to be able to take everything so basically what happens is that once that number hits it's going to start spilling over into reality and because there's no more there's no more room in the afterlife and i don't know if japanese i mean they don't really go into heaven and hell and everything and you know but so i don't sure so i'm not I'll, i'm not very versed on their religious as far as their right. religion and what they believe in that but he does sit there and say that basically once that number hits and now it starts spilling into our reality which will re- which will be the end of humankind so it's almost like an apocalyptic thing anyway because basically it's very dawn
3: of the dead when there's yeah. no more room in hell and, and, and that's, that's actually true. there's a lot a of uh, what when, when I was uh, when I was watching it yesterday, there were a lot of nods to different uh, horror movies and horror filmmakers that I saw in this, which was uh, really in this really, movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, hang on. Let me pull up because uh, I was writing them down as we went along, because like the way the uh, the ghost girl was moving uh, with the, the guy that got killed behind the couch when I was looking at her, I'm like, it kind of looks very David Lynch like with the, with, with the way she was moving around. Um,
0: David, very Cronenberg as well.
3: Yeah. 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 Very, yeah. very, Cronenberg, very Cronenberg movie too. You know, with the
0: muted colors and the whole seventies vibe that's going on in it.
3: Yeah. You mentioned the you mentioned the soundtrack and how that the, I, I mentioned, uh, the soundtrack reminded me very much of Suspiria with uh, the cries and the sighing that were yeah. worked into mm-hmm. the music. Um, the scene where she kind of comes over the couch at him uh, reminded me of the 1989 version of the woman in black. It did. Yeah, it
2: did. Yeah. I like the 1989 one too.
3: Those were some, yeah, those those were some of the things that I saw that I was like, oh my God, this, um, that's another thing I I really enjoyed about this movie is that it, 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 it had, it did kind of. It did feel very much. Yeah, you know, all those movies I mentioned were all. You know, It was all eighties and nineties. So yeah, Keith, there, there you go again. Bringing it back to what you were saying, that it felt like an eighties movie. Um, mm. I, I, I just loved how much, uh, how much this movie did. Kind of feel like it was kind of pulling in from other stuff. It's like, oh, this worked here. And yeah, I didn't even think of it at first until you mentioned it. When he says, yeah, the the, the spillover from uh cuz there's no more room on the other side yeah that's very dawn of the dead also
0: mm-hmm. yeah and another the thing is is that what i mean what causes depression and loneliness more as well is normally through a death of a close person to you yeah. so and then look and and that and that's basically what they say is looking into the eyes of death makes you understand your own mortality and doesn't really but you know, there's two things that happen when someone dies close to you. Anyway, you either, you know, you, you either moor, you mourn them. Then what do you do afterwards? You have to like either enter life again, or some mm-hmm. people never enter life ever no, again.
3: True. That's the old Sicilian thing. All the old Sicilian women uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in my neighborhood where I grew up in Brooklyn. Once the husband dies, you wear black for the rest of your life. Which yeah. I do not. I I cannot. Possibly ever understand that. That's the old it's like, school
2: Sicilian, though. That's just the way they're raised. I doubt well, the, new, the new women that,
0: do it. You no, know, they use it like in, in most European countries, is that way as well. But you also have to remember that um, they're very Catholic, and that all comes from Leviticus anyway that women should never remarry because they remarry, they should be stoned to death. In all hell. books
2: clearly written by men.
0: Well, of course. I mean, I don't see—I don't see a problem with that. I mean, that's God's law. I'm not but, but a man, you know, but a man can remarry, which is kind of odd. So you know, well, so because no he needs to ejaculate
2: women. his seed all over the planet and spread his progeny
0: like that, like that doctor did with the every earth. sperm
2: <laughs> is sacred. <laughs>
0: right back, right, every, <laughs> every sperm is sacred. Every sperm. Everybody, <laughs> good old Monty Python. I know. But, um,
3: but yeah, <laughs> was my um, favorite part of uh, of the meaning of life was that was that that sequence. I was, I, yeah. it's it's weird because they opened with what I felt was the strongest sequence of the book. Right. Yeah,
0: you know
2: those are really hard movies to do in a podcast. Like, what did we? Which one did we do? Did we do the we meaning did, of life?
0: Uh, no, we did um, Life of Brian because that Life was of a Brian. Double-
2: Oh so my god, you know feature. how hard it is to get that there's no way to organize your thought to explore those boobies. You just blur yeah. it out just like you know, it. it
0: was it was a double feature with Jesus Christ Superstar.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's <laughs> a <laughs> hell of a double feature. It was. It was Easter time. Dealing <laughs> with yeah.
0: the dealing with the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Just different ways of approach. But um yeah, but I mean it's Um Pulse is quite an interesting film because you kind of, you're kind you kind of watching it. And the thing is, is that you can't, and it's, it's, it doesn't move very quickly. It moves at its very own. And it's a long film. I mean, it's all, I think it's just hits two, just under two hours, doesn't it? But you can't so. stop watching it, but you can't stop watching it. You're just, no, like I had to watch.
2: It. I had to keep watching it. I watched it twice. I thought it was excellent. I love mm. that movie. I, you know, but the thing is, you know, when you, well, we're going to talk about that, but I don't even, I, I think that even in translation, you're losing some of the J horror finesse. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a whole lot
3: lost in translation between this and the second movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as we will find out, because Rotten oh, yeah. Tomatoes and everybody was really mean about the Americanized version.
3: I'm going to be too. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: and as we go there let's discuss Pulse from 2006 (laughs) which is an American (laughs) horror film written by Wes Craven and Ray Wright and directed by Jim Sinezaro is a remake of Kairos Kurosawa's 2001 Japanese horror film Kaido the film stars Christian Bale, Ian Summerholder and Christian Milan and the film spawned two straight to DVD sequels Pulse 2, Afterlife and Pulse 3, both released in 2008. We should also remember that Wes Craven was going to direct this. That's right. Um, and due to um, unforeseen problems, it was delayed, which he could not um, rig. Re- uh, he could not he said there's nothing of him so, in
2: this film. Quote and so
0: Ray by. Wright had to rewrite the film and that's what we got, Paul. So what we're going to do is cut to the trailer and be right back to discuss Pulse from
1: 2006. Josh? Josh, it's Maddie. Oh my God. What are you doing? I don't know. That's what's driving me crazy. <sighs> Maddie, I just got this weird email.
3: It has to be a virus. I mean, his computer probably still logged on. I
1: wasn't even hooked up to the internet last night. The cable was unplugged
2: go to the, the drive this is what came up they seem to be caught in there who are these people they're all dead how long have you been
0: watching them no i think the question is is how long have they been watching me Was that it's from josh keeps what out
1: what if the dead oh my god made a connection their pain became ours. What if our life
0: became theirs?
1: That's what was in the bathroom. And on the bus, it's following me. You're not crazy.
3: It's like they've been here the whole time. We found frequencies that we didn't even know existed. You're not real.
1: There's nobody in the car. Let's go. Nobody leaves! Hurry. What do they want? They want what they don't have anymore. They want life.
0: Welcome back to the license podcast we're discussing pulse from 2006 six starting with you Vicky. what are your thoughts on pulse from 2006? Well I was
2: waiting to hear ass's joke and <laughs> Joe give it an ass beating but I guess we'll give that here in a second. I really liked it I mean I know like I said as far I like the Japanese version better. I think that something got lost as, as every time we translate movies into American culture we are always missing the mark on something. Um, and this this just began, I mean, it was great. I love Kirsten Bell. I didn't know that was her at first. And of course, Ian Summer, Summerhalder. Well, that's just an added bonus just in and of itself. But uh, that's one of his first movies, I think, too. And uh, Christina Milan, I wasn't expecting her to be in there. Uh, I had not seen this before. I hadn't seen either of them before. I don't know how the, 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 the j Horror version got past me. But uh, I thought it was interesting. I think they put a little more into it as far as not background, but a little more into added a more of a storyline in it, because there's really only, well, I guess there's only two stories in this, but they converge a lot more. Like she has a love interest. Kirsten Bell has a love interest in whoever uh, was it Stone or Josh. She died.
3: Uh, Josh dies. yeah Josh, Josh is dies, the and then there's the, the guy that buys the computer.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I liked it a lot. I mean, I can't really see. I'm just waiting for Joe because I'm afraid to say anything. Because Joe's gonna. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I mean, you like it? Did you like it. He's sitting there I'm looking at me. I'm not going I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm
3: just I'm just gonna begrudge somebody for liking a movie I didn't like. I think all you know, movies should. Exist I well, I was.
2: I was just really surprised that I really enjoyed it, though. I, I liked it a lot. I, maybe it's because Kristen Bell was in it. I don't know.
0: Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, but I, think, I did I, notice
2: that little. That, that one cameo of Brad York, uh, Dor- um, Dor- uh Dorf. Dorf. yeah, and he was in there because you just see his face, you know, he's like the Seventh day Adventist in the bar scene, yep. and he just goes, Shh. You don't see him. There was somebody else in there, but I can't remember who it was. They, they I think,
0: a- I, I mean, I think with the American version, I think what you have to remember is that in 19, after about
2: 1996, 2006, we're talking about, so Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood, um, I don't know how old say it no
0: no what i'm saying is with when american films is that what we find out is that americans attention span needs to be every 20 minutes so you had to make sure something happened in every 20 minutes right because what happens you would lose your interest in america what happened after 1996 i don't know this is because of riddlin or whatever they found out the attention span of americans now has gone down to um, 10 to 12 minutes so now you got to have something happening within 10 to 12 minutes because of all these
2: electronic devices everybody's um, too. they
0: also think it has might have to do with Ritalin and attention deficit disorders and body da so anyway this is what they come up that's why if you notice now so now what you have is where I that's think in Japan they they're, they're, they're you if you look at the way films are made in Japan they kind of take their time or Europe Europe where American films have to have everything going very very quickly. So what we got is a two-hour film kind of shoved into an 86-minute film now sort of I thing. would have liked
2: it more if Wes Cra- there was more Wes Craven in it. He was signed to direct it, to write and direct it. It got pulled for uh, producer Bob Weinstein before shooting. And Craven's screenplay, they rewrit the screenplay. It was written by mm. Ray Wright for the film. and was uh, made by the director, Jim Sonzero. Yeah. Fang- okay, yeah, there it was. Talking to Fangori at the time of the film's release, Craven said he was not involved in the making of the film, stating, I had no influence at all on the film they are about to release. And it's just, I don't know if that was like a bitch slap or what, but it <laughs> sounds saw like. the bitch train rap.
3: wreck coming a mile away. But <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. This. I'll take the check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the director is quite interesting for this, is that. um after this and before this, he would direct cutscenes for computer games like Resident Evil Five and stuff like that. He he directed cutscenes for that. So question basic is cutting doing cutscenes for a computer game and doing a full length movie are kind of Two different weird things as well. Is that is
2: it. That's where he, he he started out with was doing videos, and then he uh, uh, vi- videos, video games,
0: vi- videos and video games. He does the cutscenes. So when you're playing a computer game like Resident Evil, you have you know you're doing your action, and then right. you have a cutscene that's normally very very. I mean, it looks beautiful, but it kind of links each action piece up to like a story. That's what right. Your cut well, one well, thing that you noticed... you're not, but you're not doing a story from beginning to end. You're just doing cutscenes. Well, they
2: made this more of an epic world collapse, basically though, because it was like a virus that just totally incinerated the world. There's nothing left except these two people, at least in your viewership of the movie. And you know, it, it doesn't end well, yeah, like the other one. And well, keeps... the other
0: the other one, there's no there's only two people left as well. Well, the guy, we well, know...
2: well, well, technically, the ship captain. And and the girl. Well, I think that's five. her. Fa-
0: I think that I think that was her father, wasn't it?
2: I don't know. Oh, it might 100%. have been. I didn't even think that. Could I thought have been. it was her
0: father.
3: This one has an entirely other scene at the end too, whereas the yeah. other one, the other one ends. That, I think uh, I think in the in the United States we needed to show that civilization could continue on because they had to like blow smoke up our ass. We can't just have the whole world and we, we have to see all these little tent towns and be like, as long as we get away from technology, we're good. We're going to be one fine. Thing,
2: yeah. Like that's ever going to happen.
3: One other thing that uh, the Keith said about the, you know, the attention span is this movie also starts with uh, immediately some, uh, some uh, horrific stuff happening because the other movie, you get the girl slowly walking yeah. to the, uh, to the complex and you have this really eerie atmosphere. And I'm like watching this thing going, I don't trust anything that I'm seeing on the screen right now because it's shot. The the, the first one is shot in such a way that it's like, you know, uh, is there somebody sitting in that chair over there? I know you should really doubt yourself. It
2: was totally atmospheric.
3: All right there, right away. Because like, I I guess it's like Keith said, like we, the the audience will fall asleep if they have to go 10 seconds without seeing something, something happen on screen. Um, and th- uh, th- yeah that's one of the things that stuck out to me is this one this one immediately had to go into horror whereas the other one waited like 10 10 minutes or so it was like you're kind of setting up this mood and atmosphere um, and in this one they to hell with the mood and atmosphere uh, we don't need any of that one what, what horror movie ever needed any of that um, <laughs> we went right into uh, right into these awful looking ghosts like that was the other thing that like, in the in the uh, the original movie they're all you know it's 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 very eerie because oh they do look like people they may move a little differently there there's kind of like this here it's just these horrible cgi effects and if if ever yeah. there was if ever there were two movies that i wanted to show somebody back to back and be like this is why I think practical effects will always be better than digital. I would show the Japanese pulse and the American remake because the, the the ghosts in this movie just look just oh my god they look awful, and I just I like I couldn't stop myself from like giggling when I saw half of them. So I'm like, I, it, it just, uh, it's my I, I love the story. I
2: well, love the story. The yeah. story is
3: basically the same.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i, but Except, I was saying I, I was really yeah. pleasantly surprised with the storyline for both.
0: Well, of you. well, here what you have is basically a hacker who's hacked into yeah. someone's other computer frame, and he basically the guy was looking for an afterlife, and this is where the, you know, it's like this is where your story kind of differs, and he's like looking for an afterlife, so he basically hacks into his program, mm-hmm. then Josh hacks into his program, and then pretty much brings it into fruition. So in effect because they were messing with things they should not have been messing with. They kind of brought this on themselves when the original, it kind of just naturally happens. I mean, what I like about the original actual is, is that it's a puzzle. The whole thing's a very big puzzle piece and each, and the other thing is, and they're giving you little clues, like, you know, in the first one when she's going to his house, goes house because they haven't heard from him and he's not answering his phone. And then what, what do you see her do? What's the first scene that you see when she shows up at the complex is that there's this door with red tape around it, and you don't know what the hell that means, but you, but you know they just pass by it, and then you find out that this actually means something, Do you know what I mean, and here is this kind of like boof 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 everything <laughs> it's, well, here, so I,
3: and this could be mean misremembering because I saw them mm. I saw them so close together in this mm. one they had to spell it out and tell you that the red tape was. To to keep the ghosts away, I think I don't remember. I don't remember needing to be told that with the original. I and I like I said, it could I don't be remember what the red remember. tape.
2: They, the, the, I know that they said to use the red tape in the original, and this one he's sent in a package to Curson Bell, telling her,
3: yeah, to- with it, yeah, some some note like it keeps them away or something. I'm like, I don't remember that happening in the first movie. And I could just be misremembering it. I don't remember
2: but, that either.
0: Well, in the first movie, I think the red tape tape kept them in the room. Yeah, it kept them there.
2: in. It didn't keep them out
0: them out um and another thing is is that the red tape situation is it's kind of you know this is in the in the original the red tape situation basically is it's more of an organic thing sort of thing so basically you know the other person starts using the red tape because this person you know because they found the red tape in the room so i'm going to use this because obviously this helps where this one, the red tape has become urban legend, and it's, an, it's probably the fastest thing of urban legend that's spread through societies. Like red tape, okay. Now we all know, everyone knows about red tape all the way. You know what I mean? It's like from it's like, well, okay, oh, we got to use red tape, and that, that's well, you, well, you, like forced reasoning. Where the beginning is like, you know, you find out about the red tape because basically it all starts with um, the construction worker when they're tearing down the building. You, you put red tape around the door so the door wouldn't be demolished. So, we happen to use red uh, tape. Yeah. In the, but in the here, original, so yeah.
3: But in this version, we had to take that 116 minute movie and shove it into 86 minutes. Yeah. So, we didn't have time to let you figure it out. We have to fucking tell you because that's just the way it is. Because we wouldn't have the attention span, apparently, to, 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 to watch a two hour movie. So, even the here, relationship.
0: But even the relationships are forced. I mean, this group of friends that you're introduced to, they're the most odd group of friends that you ever have. You got hip hop guy, basically, who who doesn't seem that affected. Then you got, you know, loner boy, basically, who's apparently in love with Christian Bell. But that's not really established (laughs) either. So, you know, then and then they start and then you got. You know, slutty slutty my slutty friend basically who's quite sexually free. And then and then you got, you know, Kristen Bell. I'm gonna you know, I'm you know, I'm the I'm the intelligent one. So you got these stereotypes working, but they're working in this group friend. And then as these friends are passing off, they're not even that face that they're going, you know, because there's no there's no connection between them, you know. They, they, no. We haven't established what the relationship is. You know, you, we open up with them at the bar, at the bar playing pool together, taking the piss out of each other, not being very nice, really. So then when, when they get Christina,
2: start- when Christina Milan or Milian Milan, exactly, I'm really her name when she when she's dying she comes in, Kristen Bell comes in and finds her like her face is half shadowed with this ash or whatever it is, and she's well, afraid to die. Thing. I mean, what did you guys think about that scene? Because I was trying to figure it out a little bit. Just like she's a great guy, which did she already have most of her life force taken out of her?
0: Well, the thing is, is that this is another thing is that this is about taking your life force away. And so basically you get this disease because it has to be, you know, we can't make it metaphysical because people might not miss. So we need to sit there and show this. And I think that's where they kind of go a bit wrong because it's like, okay, what? So, you see someone dead or you come close contact and then all of a sudden you develop black blood in your veins I guess. And that's
2: what it looked like. If you're reminded, there was another movie where that started. What the hell was that movie? I can't think of it now.
3: A I, I'm movie. thinking of it too, but I... I, I, I you I know what
2: I mean? Put... Where the you got the black vein.
3: Yeah, You start getting the black veiny stuff and then, yeah, I just can't mm. remember either right oh, now. Oh God, that's going to
2: bug me. But... I mean,
0: I, I think the only, I mean, the worst thing about this... Is that M. Knight would actually steal this concept but use plants and you know the happening? But that's another story altogether. Well, I mean, the, the,
3: the idea of everything, um, everything that the spirit world touches is red was kind of stolen from M. Knight in uh The Sixth Sense, so it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of like a self feeding
0: thing. <laughs> And they're, and they're both and they're both Merrimax, aren't they? I mean, Dimension Films is Merrimax yeah. yeah, And they're all under Disney, so are they, but, all, um,
3: are, is, are they under Disney now or were they even back then?
0: They were back then, yeah right? Disney. Disney, Disney used Dimension for horror films and Merrimax too for their art films and Touchstone for their more adult-friendly comedies. Yeah I, remember. yeah, I
3: I could, remember I touch, I knew Touchstone that. was a Disney uh, company. I didn't realize Miramax and uh, Dimension were.
0: Yeah, so that means
3: Disney. Disney made the Halloween sequels in the nineties. That's interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Yep, and they also um, made Tarantino. They were all, we have Tarantino because of Disney. Huh.
3: That's, and the I, Coen
0: and the, and the Coen brothers as well. They're all under Miramax, weren't they? The Merrimax label.
3: Wow! So every Miramax movie was was uh, financed by Disney, I guess. Wow, that's yeah. I had no idea that that connection. And I never knew about. Or distributed yeah. by a Disney company. I had no idea of that connection. Um
0: and and, and Dimension was like Lionsgate where they, that would be for their horror films.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember the but Dimension
3: get, theme label, which I think this this movie was released under.
0: Yeah, and a lot of Dimension horror films are kind of odd in their own way anyway. Um, you know, you had Phantoms, you know, and then we had the and then we had the then they also do that Stepford-wise rip-off as well with um, – <laughs> uh, what was that called? I can't remember what oh that's God. called. I hate it,
2: but I can't I, remember.
3: Just randomly, by the way, it turns out that the director of Phantoms is uh, the next-door neighbor of a friend of mine. I had mm-hmm. no idea.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> he just mentioned really? him. I'm like, wait, no, that's the dude that directed Phantoms. It's like, yeah, he's my next-door neighbor. I'm like, oh, my God. That's fantastic. Uh,
0: so, but unle- unless – they thought that there was some merit in the horror film, and then they would release it under Merrimax, like the Scream franchise. It was a right. Merrimax. The- normally, if it, it was direct to video, it would be Dimension Films for some reason. There's very few Dimension Films that actually went to the cinema. Which there's two sequels to this one. ended up going direct to video. I
3: haven't seen them. I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, (laughs) Mm. But uh, the the other thing that that, that got me is the color palette. We're were in the the, the first version. It seemed kind of natural in this one. It just felt like they were ripping off the American remake of the ring. At least that's how I got it. I was like, everything's blue and green because everything was blue and green in the ring. And that's because it didn't figure into anything.
0: And the grunge. The same color palette was in the grunge as well. The American remake of the grunge.
3: Yes yes it was Uh, which is another
0: one I have to revisit yeah basically it's like someone's like okay this is what we're going to do this is our our J-horror remake template so if if we're going to buy a J-horror film this is what we need to do and it's kind of like and then what we got after about three or four remakes from America is like now this is like this is set in stone so the pulse has to be this now sort of thing you know, we have to have the colors. We kind of have to have, you know, and then there is kind of a, you know, this could have been a fantastic J-Horror. And this, this does, this American remake kind of feels like the death of J-Horror, which is kind of a was shame. This,
3: was this the end or was one miss call after this?
0: I think they were very, very close within the same, within maybe yeah. within a year or two of each other. Because but... it was, uh, the, the ring I think was the first one.
2: That, that I was half expecting that. Naomi Watts to walk out into this film <laughs> there for a second. It was
0: so ringish. You know? I actually one, love the remake. One Missed Call was the same year as Pulse.
3: Yeah, so they were around the same time. I yeah. I, rem- I love the ring. I remember liking The Grudge. I, like I, I should probably revisit that one because I I've only seen it once. I remember liking One Missed Call and I think for a while when I was thinking of Pulse, I think I was thinking of One Missed Call because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. And then when I'm watching, I'm like, wait a minute. No, where's that ringtone, that creepy ringtone? I'm like, okay, that was a different movie. Then I looked it up like, okay, that was, that was one missed call. Um, what else was there? I think that was it. I think it's just those four.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, The Ring hit big. Um, then The Ring got a sequel. It was in well. The ring hit um, big because the gr- they had
3: a great director behind it. Gore Verbinski yeah. went on to be nominated for for Oscars and stuff after, after he did yeah. it. So that's why that one was great. And yeah, Naomi Watts who's a fantastic actress.
2: Yeah, so, that was Brian, actually Brian when Cox. he when he redid that that video in the ring me bring you to the ring. He did that video. That, that video was like the star of the whole movie. I mean, because you're trying to figure out why is she brushing her hair, and then all of a sudden the horses are jumping into the water, and you know that whole sequence is just wicked. Yeah. So yeah, whoever did that was brilliant. I don't.
3: I, rem- I don't remember if I. I, th- I don't think I liked the ring too. I don't think I liked the American sequel. But I, I remember I, I didn't like it too much. I love the Gore Verbinski version. The only thing I remember about the American sequel is the uh, the deer attack scene where they where they're like. All in the car. I remember oh, that. Oh, that's video. right. Yeah, but I don't really remember anything else about it. Um, but I, but the 2002 version, I went to see it in the movies a couple times when the DVD came out. I was like, no, 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 guys, showing it to all my friends. Like, no, borrow my DVD. Go watch it. Go watch it. So good. Um, and this, yeah, this was kind of a little bit of a little bit of a fall off from from those movies, and it was only a couple years, like 2002 to 2006. It wasn't that long that it lasted.
2: Well, it's not just mm. J-horror that you love. I've actually seen some movies from Indonesian film that really just sucked the joy out of my life because they scared the bejesus out of me. Who's he? Was- oh, And oh,
1: then, that- then
2: there was other, like the Korean films, you know, like, well, just for instance, The Biggie Train to Busan. I mean, you don't even have to follow a script. It's just so full of action. And when you get to the end, it just rips your heart out. That's how good it is, you know? It's freaking brilliant filmmaking. I just wish well, um, we just don't have that here anymore.
3: No, because every because it feels like everything here is made by a fucking algorithm. Because it feels it, what it feels like is like like now we go okay, we ha- uh, we have to make it so that this movie pleases everybody, which is never going to happen anyway. No. But what you do is well, you sanitize everything in to such a degree that then nobody likes it because
2: that's it, true. That's an excellent analogy. Like just let some like get well, a
3: great filmmaker, let
2: him make a great film. Exactly. Leave him to it for her.
0: Well, I yeah. also think that basically what you have with the ring as well, you have a great director and they kind of stuck to the original as well. Yeah. Was, they did. You know, and when we were discussing, um, because that was our book to screen last week. And it was really hard. And we were covering the Japanese version. Now, some people actually forgot to watch the Japanese version, watch the American version. But because the stories are so closely linked, it's and they're very, very close, so it was kind of hard to differentiate you Know so when well, we were discussing had the it, little
2: girl crawling out of the TV set for both, well, I, we got the point across,
0: yeah. But the story, the storylines are still the same, like, like the yeah, American, you know, I mean, outside the book. But he basically is like a mother, you know, she's investigating this urban legend, and it's the same for both. And the grudge I think the reason why the grudge works from 2002 is basically Sam Rabies behind it, but he brought yeah. over the original Japanese director to direct right. this that grudge. movie
2: scared the shit out of me the first time I seen it. I hated friggin' anything. People would come up to me and do that eh, 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 <laughs> noise at me and just like y'all get away from me. You know that movie scared me living a lot of But, you,
0: but me. you had a Japanese director coming over right. to direct the American remake. What
2: joy! D- yeah. But I still have yet to <laughs> wait, I did watch the original on...
0: Dark Water. Dark right. Water
3: was the other one I really liked. Dark
2: Water was Dark great. Water was good. And I, I like I, bro- that- I like both versions again. Yeah. Yeah. Both versions and were I, good.
0: I think Dark Water was another case where they brought over the Japanese director to yeah to do that. As
3: uh, well, he more so. Japanese he directors.
0: <laughs> he
3: he also mm-hmm. directed Ringu, so they uh, so he directed Ringu. He directed Dark Water. Uh, he made another movie that I remember I watched late at night on IFC uh, from the '90s called Ghost Actress. That really really creeped I've never me seen out. that, that sounds big. Dio Nakata? I don't think it ever got like a DVD or Blu-ray release in the US. No. It was. Like, late one night on, like, IFC or something. Um, was it, like,
2: a Midnight Madness movie or something? It was something like that, where, like, it was
3: just playing in the middle of the night, and I, I was, like, flipping through, and I recognized the director's name, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that made The Ring. And I remember watching it and thinking, that's actually a really cool, eerie movie. I'm actually looking at the Grudge movies right now on Amazon, because I'm going to grab them and, uh, <laughs> Don't and revisit Don't shop shopping
2: on our dime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you no. I'm going to take I a brief break, break, break while Joe shops for videos.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, dark water again. They brought over a Brazilian award-winning director to do that, a Brazilian filmmaker, and that's probably excellent. how. And that's probably how they got Jennifer Connelly involved because more, of
2: more water. They, there is a th- schematic of water in a lot of their movies, though.
0: Yeah, and in, and,
3: in uh, the ring. But that's why the blue color palette in the ring made sense because Samara you know samara sadako was drowned whereas and she was left in a well in this version of pulse i was like i don't understand the blue tint it doesn't really have any i I, it doesn't have any. like in the other movie in the japanese one it was just muted it was just muted colors that when you see the red it stands out more with this it just felt like well the ring was all blue let's make this all blue
0: I also think that basically they gave it to a first time director as, like, oh, it's a J Horse, so it doesn't matter anyway because the movie's going to make money because <coughs> it's popular. Maybe now. for some How's that people. kind of feel about it?
2: <laughs> it's, but it's, a shame. it's a
3: shame because well, it, uh, when I looked him up, he didn't direct another feature ever again.
0: No. Well, so you, know, you, know, you, ha- you kind of have to hit it out of the park running, don't you? If you don't, then that's kind of the end for yeah. nowadays. So you kind of you
3: kinda set this poor guy up for failure and then you blamed him for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, another thing is basically what you also have is a film that's supposed to be directed by one of the greatest horror directors of all time. And of course, yes. because it took him so long to get the finance together, and of course he drops off and now it's like, bring this person through. Now the question basically is what was Wes Craven's what was Wes Craven's script like and why did this new director feel so strongly about maybe it was his friend He'd go, Oh, I got this. So why don't I bring my friend on board and he can rewrite the script? Maybe. I don't, I don't know if that happened, <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, cause you got like an unknown writer coming in to rewrite Wes Craven's script. So why didn't you just stick the Wes Craven script? That's what I would have done. If I, if I was making my first Hollywood movie and I got a script by Wes Craven or someone who's very, very, you know, established, the last thing I'm going to do is like have someone come in and rewrite it for me. You know what I mean? Don't do it. You know. It's the only other sc- script. The only I wonder other how scenario... much of Wes
2: Craven they left in the script though, or the treatment, or whatever. Well, because you have to. That's uh, that's the Writers
3: Guild rules. If he if you're rewriting somebody's screenplay, his name still has to go on it. What well, the only other scenario yeah. I can think of is what <coughs> is we have this West Craven screenplay and West Craven was going to direct, but then when the financing took so long to come through, West Craven drops out. And they're like, well, we're not going to give you as much money as we would have if Wes Craven was doing it. So we're going to dial back the budget. And maybe that's where it was like, hey, we got to we got to start chopping the script down because it's we, yeah, now we can't make uh, Wes Craven script, which might have been more elaborate. And they needed they needed to make it cheaper. That could be it, too.
2: Yeah, it could be we'll it. never know. I don't think. Well, one thing I <laughs> noticed, there was no boobs in any of these movies. Well, oh, Craven doesn't show teacher. a lot of boobs though, anyway. He's not a what do well, you call it, like gratuitous boobies or nudity? He doesn't do that. So well, I
0: mean, we are dealing with a movie that's full of TV actors. Yeah. You know, this uh, this uh, is the age where TV actors was if you're if you're in a TV series or an established TV series, it was quite cool to do a horror film where horror films up until the up until like 2000s, so like, this happened like in the nineties. If you did a horror film, that was a death of your career, or something you did at the beginning of your career. But after yeah. about well, after in the nineties onwards is like, Oh, if you are doing a TV series, then it's quite good to do a horror film for the cinema. Well that that that's remember, that's
2: uh that's because I don't understand of why horror is such everybody just Shits
0: on it so much. I mean, it's, well, because they were lo- tend to be low budget um, horror yeah, films. They didn't put, um, they didn't, they didn't put, but they didn't put money in the horror films. Horror films were coming like it was done by a low budget. Unless company. it's a
2: franchise, of course.
0: Well, f- even with franchises, they were kind of done on the sly, and then basically they would be distributed by the company, like Paramount. I mean, Far the Thirteenth was an independent film. Right. So it wasn't Halloween, and so it wasn't like that. But they were picked up by major companies for distribution.
3: Pa- Paramount uh, was actually embarrassed by uh, by the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like they were the most financially successful movies that Paramount made in the '80s, and Paramount hated them. still embarrassed of them. Well, yeah. uh, Paramount in the '80s was kind of like the go to place for slasher movies. Because well, they the had Indiana the Jones movies.
2: and all that stuff going on. I mean, they had a lot of hits. They
3: going did have on. a lot of stuff going on. Um, with the the Friday the Thirteenth movies were so like there were so many of them. They were all and they all made money. But the reason they made so much money is because they were produced so cheaply. And Paramount also. Um, was the company that produced a lot of the uh, a lot of the slasher movies during that time. I think My Bloody Valentine I think was a Paramount movie. April mm-hmm. Fools Day certainly was. Yeah. Um, but they're
0: all, but they're all independent movies. They're all independent where Paramount distributive and that's when the money yeah. came through with the distribution. I mean, I have my Bloody Valentine's yeah. a Canadian film.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. My Bloody Valentine's Canadian. Uh, it was uh, Frank Mancuso I think was a guy at Paramount who was doing a lot of the a lot of the slashers. April April
0: uh, Fools Day is a Canadian film as well. That was filmed in Vancouver. Oh, is it? Is that Canadian? I don't know that one was Canadian. Yeah, no, because um, it was cheaper to film over there back in the day. I
2: think. No, it was, no, no,
0: was they, it no, no, no. They were independent. they no, were, they're were independent films. Oh, and okay. then what I thought happened? And, uh, made by a, made by a Canadian director, and um, and then distributed by Paramount. So it's like Friday Thirteenth. I got Friday Thirteenth here. I made this film, and Paramount's like, on, oh, okay, we'll distribute it for you because we think that we can make money at this sort of thing." Yeah. You know, so they weren't like, they weren't made within the, you know, they weren't made on Paramount Backlot or anything like that. This is I like, think the sequels were.
3: The sequels, I think, were, were financed and everything by Paramount. I think those were,
0: yeah, and then eventually run, they yeah. sold the rights. And then Frank um, Mancuso basically would be Frank Mancuso, wasn't it? And then Frank Mancuso's son yeah. came on board, and then Frank Mancuso Jr.
3: ended up doing a lot of those because I think Mancuso might have been like the head of the studio or something like that, and Mancuso Jr. wound up doing all the
0: yeah.
3: all the like low budget horror I'm, stuff. I'm,
0: I'm gonna put all my trainees in front of him on Friday the Thirteenth to do, have them do a sequel. It's like I'm gonna train you on the movie. I business. mean, that's basically
3: <laughs> what they did. Is it was kind of like the way they, the way they brought people up, and you ended up with Crispin Glover being in one of them. Um, Tom Matthews, who never really escaped the horror genre, he never really did anything outside of horror. But that, that was basically it. This was your training ground. Uh, one and, of them was directed by like a porn director because it was like, okay, this guy's been directing yeah. porn and he wants to do like a legitimate movie. I, uh, give him one of the
0: Friday Thirteenth movies. Just let's
3: yeah, see how he I does. think it was
0: like. Was it the fifth one or something? It it's Danny no, no, it's the it's the one with um, the fake Jason in it.
3: Yeah, the fifth one.
0: Yeah, uh, Danny Steinman
3: so, was uh, he was a porn director.
0: And yeah, no, I did not you, know, you know can, that. Well, you can tell actually. <laughs> if you look at it, it's film it's film like the sex scenes are a bit more I mean, and what you're getting is you're getting these cut scenes, but you're still getting like these you know, even in this time, I mean it, they're uncomfortable. You know, like the girl and they're having sex and then he takes the thingy around and you know, crushes the guy's so, skull with the leather and, with yeah, the leather belt. Kills right. the girl and with puts, the scissors. And, the, and all the girls are basically running around naked, most of them. You know, that, type, yeah, that, 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 that sex being scene gro- in the woods. Gro- by old Ben.
3: The, the, the sex scene in the woods was, uh, was one of the most... Was at, the, at the point when I saw it as a kid, it was probably the
0: most explicit sex scene I'd ever seen at that and point. She, and she was made to do that. She didn't make that. They said that she would never make another movie again. And she felt uncomfortable. And the director made her feel uncomfortable because he was putting his hands where he shouldn't have been. Oh, I
3: didn't know that. Okay.
0: So yeah, it. it's, on, it's on the, um, if you get the um, Crystal crystal Lake Memories, it's all in there. Huh. And Wait, all the cast members has, are going, yeah. Actually, I think Crystal so
1: Lake Memories so is on one of the channels. I can't remember which channel it's on
2: now.
0: That's the reason oh, why John, just... John, Boy, John Boy Jarvis didn't come back because of the experience on that film. Huh. So.
1: I,
3: I Yeah, yeah I had, uh, he was a abort- he was
0: a born aborting- Christian. And he was having a hard time dealing with the director and the way the director was doing things.
2: Now well, we had Dark Shadows. Uh, <coughs> one, but she sorry. was really Christian, and she didn't want to be do the vampire thing. that had to make her take her crucifix off. We and- had
0: they, that problem in Buffy as well. Do you remember the female teacher that was mm-hmm. going to fall in love with Giles? She was a born again Christian. She had to leave because it was going against her Christian beliefs. So sort of thing.
3: I mean, uh, that that Friday, that particular Friday, the 13th movie is is one of the sleazier ones in the series.
0: Oh, yeah. Five. All the way to them.
2: Are we talking about five?
0: Yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah. Five. When five is the sleazy. F- fake Jason. Fake Jason. Where, you know, we had Roy. And the funnily enough thing is that that horrible kid with the chocolate bar who gets axed to death at the beginning of the film.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Is- that guy.
0: He is the one who's basically said that um, about the Corey Haim malestation being by Charlie Sheen. And apparently the whole story is actually it was him that did it.
2: Yeah. Supp- the kid with supposedly. the chocolate bar did it to Corey Haim.
0: Yeah. But he keeps yeah, going around telling was- everyone it was actually Charlie Sheen that did it. But but other people are saying, Sheen no, it was, was actually him.
2: Up, but I just don't see him molesting little boys. Yeah, the like like I,
0: Char- I think Charlie Sheen is I think Charlie Sheen's sexually free, but I don't think I don't think he would have been into Corey Haim.
2: I think he probably went to Epstein's Island maybe a couple times, but I don't think he was into Little Boys. Yeah.
0: During the making of Lucas, I think Corey Haynes was is not the Corey Haynes that he would grow into be. Corey it was a very you know, he was the youngest person on the set. And I would believe that Corey Haim, if you're an actor and you're and all the other actors are in the same outside of Winona Ryder, all the other actors are in the same. They're all in their like late early 20s. Right. You know, like Courtney Thorne Smith and so on and so forth. So I and Charlie Sheen and all those. I really don't think that they're going to be wanting to hang around a 12 year old. For no, any reason uh, whatsoever. Not there, back and I, and I well, then. He would have been annoying. I think Corey Feldman
3: is the one who said Dominic Brasho. Was, I, think, I think that was the actor's name. I think Corey Feldman was the one who said no, he was the one who was actually doing that.
0: Precisely, um, yeah. And Winona Ryder said the same thing.
2: Well, somebody did something That'd to happen. somebody. That's for sure. Well,
0: we should, mean, we,
3: should, we should also say allegedly, by the
0: way. <laughs> Keep all allegedly. On. Allegedly, yeah. allegedly. I mean, this is all allegedly, of course. And I mean, the, the guy, I mean, Corey Haynes died, so we're never. No one's ever going to find out. No anyway. really
3: Dominic Cross, I think, also died. So
2: I, I, I don't think uh, yeah. he's alive anymore.
0: But That's sort like he when was, we were
2: doing, we were doing uh, the Michael Jackson uh, uh, Finding Neverland. Yeah, I mean, I found a lot wrong with that after the fact. <laughs> you know, with with one of the guys, especially. I mean, it's all. You know, I mean, you're just never going to know, are you?
0: Well, Dominic Grace died in
3: 2018. He's dead.
0: Yeah. So now Uh, we can badmouth (laughs) him. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that he was, you know, him like Corey Feldman are very, very hungry to have the spotlight shown on them. So it's really, so it's really, really hard to differentiate. Are they saying this because they want the spotlight on them or just is this reality of the situation? So there's a lot of that that kind of Well,
2: kind it's of Hollywood. We know how dirty it really is. There's a so lot dirty. We've famous. talked and to I, people, you know. And I
0: do you know, and I do believe, you know, you know, I do believe that, you know, sexual devastation of children does happen, don't get me wrong. But at right. the same time, sometimes you're kind of wondering about these people who are so hungry for the star the you the the, the like to be shined back on them mm-hmm. like Corey Feldman, that he'll do anything to get back to become popular again because of his failed career. That how much of it's true and how much of it's just so that's true. You really
2: got to take a lot of the green grain of salt. There is no actual evidence. I mean, it's all hearsay. Basically, this it's point. all hearsay.
0: The same thing with like Michael Jackson. and, and it did he or did he not? We're never going to fully know. So, no. You know, and if he did, well. You know, if you're if you're parents and you're giving your kids over to someone you don't know,
2: letting them sleep in their bed and all that. But I think
3: I think Corey Feldman said Michael Jackson never did anything untoward towards them. So, I mean, yeah, he did.
2: He did say that. He said he didn't he 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 didn't really believe the story when it came to Michael Jackson.
0: Well, and he was friends with Michael Jackson when he was alive. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm not saying that anything, I'm not saying anything happened.
2: No, no.
0: But, but yeah, sometimes it, but, but, for someone like Corey Feldman, and I know a lot of people loved him and, you know, that's fine you know, whatever. But in my opinion, if he, he, you know, Corey Feldman's so hungry for fame again, that it wouldn't surprise me if he changed his story later on somewhere down the road as well. So just so he just, so his name's mentioned again. So I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll never know it's what happened. You know, when people are dead, it's kind of hard to know what the true true is. You can, you know, we could spend the, you know, we can spend forever trying to piece pieces together, but the people are dead. I don't know whether was Marilyn, you know, was Marilyn Monroe killed or not. You know, we can go on and on. Oh, and we, we all know that real. the
2: Kennedys off Marilyn Monroe. We're still,
0: but everyone's dead. <laughs> but everyone's dead. But everyone's dead. So you're all it is is speculation, isn't it? So. At this point, yeah, oh, that's all we can do. Is that that that's what the story is? So and, those are the least unless what happened. well, unless someone filmed what actually went on, you're never going to know because everyone's dead. The so, CIA,
2: but... the FBI, they're dirty, dirty, dirty.
0: they were all dead,
2: and they're dirty now.
0: Peter Lawford dead.
2: Peter Lawford said he said that she was fine, and he spoke to her prior to the suicide. He
0: was he was a part. He was prostituting her out though as well. So it's kind of like so you're never going to know. They're all dead. Frank Sinatra dead. The Kennedys dead. You know the all dead of
2: Kennedys used to be The FBI agents
0: involved, the CIA, <laughs> the, the mafia, the mafia that were around at the time. They're all dead. They're all dead. Well, yeah, they, this is sixty years. Somebody ago now, somewhere
2: so. has something. Somewhere there's there's the, some I, form of evidence to hold over somebody's head somewhere. I'm just saying not
0: not anymore because all it would be is just hearsay now. Because unless you filmed it happening, yeah, it's all. It's nice to speculate. Evidence.
2: When I get over to the other side, yes. I'll ask the Kennedy boys what really well, happened, Dick.
0: Even even if they're guilty, they got off with it anyway. I mean, look at Ted; I mean he got a with yeah, Chappaquiddick. <laughs> Drown some woman and then he gets no trouble at all. Every Roman
2: Polanski, like um, yeah, sex, there's another sex
0: drugs true. a thirteen year old and you know he's still giving money to make movies and he's a, he's a genius. He so like, can't okay. do anything.
2: But poor he just, Harvey, poor Harvey he just, just swung in a tree by himself like
0: a leaf twisted in the wind. And, he, and, he, and Harvey <laughs> didn't, and Harvey didn't have sex
2: with anyone. All he went down it. on
0: people <laughs> or Bill Cosby. You know, yeah. fights women well, over. Billy they wear it. Yeah,
2: they bill wear out. his
0: pajamas. I
3: mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm never, I'm never going to feel bad for either of them for all the. No, shit. No, I won't either. either. So fuck them. But yeah, they, it seems. I was think
2: it's funny, funny though that they both showed up with walkers. That always kills me. Cosby and Weinstein so, so show they, up with walkers, and well, then they're walking fine after the fact. You know.
0: Look at the guy, from Aaron Brockovich, that um, all, that lawyer who ended up like ripping off all those people. Now he's yeah. got Alzheimer's. It's like, oh, that was convenient. <laughs> now, now, that, now that people want their money that you stolen and it's you know, like, oh, i got Alzheimer's now. It's like, okay. So
2: he's convenient. walking around with a walker. You got people kill me. People watching is just, you just never, how do the bad yeah. people eyes get away with it? They do
0: well, because wh- while they're famous and they're still making your money, you can get away with it. The question is, when you stop making the money, that's when then people turn on you, isn't it? So it's like, yeah.
2: Well, like look at Oprah. You know, we're, before we get into our finals, Oprah and Weinstein were like this, but yet Oprah is so against sexual molestation the Well, women, Meryl, Streep,
0: children, Meryl, Meryl Streep as well.
2: Oh yeah, Meryl Streep. They're yeah. all they're all, bunch of But well, you know, so,
3: it could have been a situation where they didn't know it was happening.
0: Or it was yeah. Everybody
2: yeah. knew about the casting couch back in the day. Don't tell me everybody didn't know that
0: was going on. Um, I can I can tell you, you worked in the in industry, in but like, a, you know like here, like here. I don't know if it's on Netflix over there, but you should watch the Jimmy Savile thing. And Jimmy Savile, what is it? Molesting. Jimmy Savile. He was musting all these kids. He was very famous in the UK. And yeah. the thing is, everyone knew. But, but
2: nobody says anything. Well,
0: they were popular, making you money. If you're making you money, you're not going to say anything. It's when they stop making you money, that's when all all the stuff. No, but they don't out. have a
2: problem I throwing mean, Boris under the bus. He has one little party during COVID, and everybody rips him a new <laughs>
0: one. Bor- Boris is an idiot. But I mean, that's not that's <laughs> no, 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 not stick up. I mean, and no, I mean, you when know, it comes to politicians, anyway, they're all idiots. So I mean, yeah. there's, you know, there's we're no perfect. good or bad.
3: But Harvey Weinstein oh. was still making people money though. Yes, he was. It's just you
0: know, he closed down Merrimax, and then that's when it all started coming out. Yeah. Hey, he oh, came down yeah. after Merrimax. Clo- I no, thought that was reverse. I thought
3: Merrimax ended up shutting down because No, Merrimax
0: Miramax stopped making movies. They said they, he wasn't gonna do it anymore, and then that's when it all I can't remember which
2: happened in. first. I know one of them shut down.
0: I, I mean, it's one of those cases that shouldn't have happened. But no. at the same time, you're kind of putting yourself into a situation, so you got to accept some responsibility.
2: Yeah, well, you know, he gave me drugs. No,
0: like, I, I think it depends if you. It depends if you want to be a movie star or want to be an actress. I think yeah, to. Now saying that, that doesn't give him a free pass and said that as well. Right no, but either. you
2: can't rape the willing. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of cases, there were a lot of women in the nineties that were in Miramax movies and then just disappeared and never made a movie again or never made a movie was- on that level again. And it was just, Oh, you're not
0: going to sleep
2: with me. Well, I guess well, I you mean, some to- people are so well, repulsive. I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I mean Harvey, Harvey,
0: Harvey Weinstein did not have intercourse with anybody. No, it
2: was
0: all the you know, old or he or them. But the question basically is: <laughs> if someone's going down on you, it's pretty easy to kick them out of the way.
2: <laughs>
0: <Now that's- laughs> that, he <laughs> but he, but he shouldn't have been, but he shouldn't have been doing it either. Let's, you know, let's reiterate. Well, that. I mean, he but they were all consenting that. adults,
2: woman. But that's just the way it is. Now, how did we well, get to that from I didn't impulse. understand why Hollywood doesn't translate well? Oh, uh, because, because it, you talked about it, 13, to it's it's Dominic Brown. That's what happened. Okay, thank yeah. you. I'm, sometimes I got to take notes on where I get my <laughs> And at the
0: end of the day, it all went back to them, all uh, well, back to the Weinstein Corporation, didn't And he did produce this movie.
2: movie. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the man did good movies, okay? I mean, Herbert, as he might have been. Oh, yeah. Absolute he has some real
3: good movies. Absolute scumbag of a human being, but great movies. produced a lot of the best movies of the last two two or three decades. Yes. Yeah. I, every the, once in a the, while I
2: see it, it says a Harvey Weinstein production, and that's go bump his little heart.
3: And, and again, for anybody listening, I'm not condoning what he did because he made <laughs> great movies. None of
2: us movies. are it's here. Just, We're just making light of it. He
3: he made great movies, period. New sentence: he was a scumbag of a human being. That's right. One does not have anything to do with the other.
0: but yeah. I will I will iterate one thing. normally, the greatest the greatest talents of our time and in the future and in the past all tend to be a bit fucked up.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. sort of like our greatest composers, <laughs> our greatest musicians or whatever. They're all drunks or addicts. Or
0: Artists, Van, Van Gogh, Ernest Hemingway. I mean, yeah. it goes on and on and on through time, so I don't know. Maybe I'm to sorry. be brilliant yeah, at what you do, it. you need to be a bit screwed up. So I don't know. <laughs> I think you do. I, I think to some level, you
3: have to be a little off to, to be, be able to, to do something that's brilliant. completely different than nobody else is doing. You have
2: to, to be, be a little creative crazy. and brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So You guys are totally so. off and you guys are creative and brilliant, but I haven't <laughs> seen a cast in couch anymore.
3: You're out, As long as tough. you're... Oh, you, I had I had the stereotypical black couch on my, uh, my uh, first apartment <laughs> in LA. I, I actually had it because it was the cheapest one I could find. We it had like one too. Bucks. It was the ugliest. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture of what my living room looked like when I lived in LA. It was the stereotypical wouldn't black couch. I want to come in your couch.
2: house. He's got a black casting couch. It's like, fuck I don't this have guy. anymore.
3: I do not have one anymore.
0: <laughs> um, the important thing is, though, the lesson that must be learned if you have a casting couch in your house, Make sure it's able to be wiped clean.
1: Yeah, uh, literally. <laughs> hey,
3: look, yeah, people are a little off. People who create are a little off. But as long as what you're doing as as far as being a little off isn't hurting anybody else, go do you. Go do whatever the hell you want right. to do. Just as long as no unwilling party gets hurt. That's right. Whatever, man. Do your That's thing. That's
2: right. That's really such an easy thing to live by, too. Yeah. You know? You
0: don't, you don't want to fuck me? Cool. Someone else will.
2: Yeah, that's right. But, there's always and, somebody.
0: And another thing that you should also remember as well: just because someone's rich and has a lot of money doesn't mean they're a decent person. So might not you might not want to, you can learn to avoid situations. Just
2: always remember that two o'clock you, in the morning, there's somebody out there that needs love.
0: <laughs> well, it's not so much that, but if if you, if you if you if you're you know if you if you're talented and you and you got and you you know chances are that you don't have to resort to that sort of thing. Fame is not everything. Better to have no. your scruples. So that way you don't have to put yourself into situations.
2: I like to well. say, I'd like to see everybody make it. We talked to so many people through this podcast through the last five, six years, you know, and some of them are doing well, you know, and some people are just starting out, you know, depends, but it's a it ragtag group of weirdos and, you know, it but it's great. Like, Everybody's wonderful. It always is. Yeah. Well,
0: but it also depends on how you, how you measure your success. You know?
2: I measure my success usually on these podcasts by how much y'all have either one, I've learned something or two made me laugh. And it's always right. a combination of both. So,
0: Success is in the mind's eye. I mean, it, it, is it better to reach millions or would it be better better just to reach one of uh, a, a very small well, audience? Even if you just reached one, wasn't it
3: worth either. it? But I think the, uh, the, the my favorite definition of success was uh, I think it was Bob Dylan that said the uh, the most successful person in the world is the person who gets up in the morning, goes to bed at night, and does whatever they want in between.
2: Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Dorothy. Yeah. Sure so, did you say I that think Ian about... Summerhalder was in this one, the 2006 version?
0: Mm-hmm. And Octavia and I...
2: Spencer. And Octavia, yeah. yeah. One scene. Unfortunately. One scene, she's the landlady. <laughs> yeah, when when
0: it. was the Halloween remake by Rob Zombie? It was not too long uh, ago. was it around the same time.
2: 2006, so, cause seven? Because
0: she's, she's in that as well, wasn't she? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. She shows up sporadically, doesn't she? She was, wasn't she? What was she? Was she the guard? She was the guard in that one. I
3: think so. Yeah.
0: She, she showed up in a lot of films until, and then, but she still does it. Right. She's yeah. one of those people who's won an Oscar, but still does this kind of stuff, which is quite she my She deserves one. Well, no, my hat's <laughs> off to her because she didn't get that. <laughs> didn't get that Oscar thing where it's like I won an Oscar so therefore everything's below me now. Yeah. So I, give, yeah I might have talk to no. her. She, still does,
3: like she still does she uh, still does you know the movies that are that are not you know Oscar contenders.
2: But she's so good at it though. Like Vi- Viola Davis.
0: Viola Davis does the same thing. You know, yeah. I won my Oscar and I'm gonna do a TV show. Why not? You know what I mean? It's like you know what now, a transition you know, from TV
2: from film to TV though. That's gotta be a huge transition.
0: No, nah, I don't think so anymore because TV now is uh, they're mini movies, aren't they? Ten, uh, 10 episode mini movie that you do nowadays. That's so, true. So that's different.
2: Yeah, things have changed now. That, yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not it's like, like before. The- It'd be like
0: twenty four episodes a season, and then you yeah. get like a month or two off before you go back. I'm just thing, waiting so. patiently
2: for Yellowstone season
0: five. That's, that, that's that's the thing. I feel like television has
3: gotten a lot better, and movies have gotten a lot
2: worse. Mm-hmm. there has to be there's got to be a breath of fresh air somewhere like i said the horror industry i don't think is dead completely or so it's dead it's dead no it's not There's huh. a whole new crop of people horror, out there
3: horror is never gonna die that's what i horror movies, said horror movies like, are very cheap to make and they make a lot of money
2: someone was trying and, to I, tell I, me the horror is dead a couple weeks ago and i go no it's not I go, there will always be scary
3: movies. It's, it's not that it's dead, it's that you don't like the movies. Yeah. And you've gotta you gotta realize the difference between the two. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean the genre is dead. As long as people yeah. are still willing to pay for it, it's not gonna die.
2: Yeah. I don't- and people horror, always horror, like to be scared.
0: Horror never really goes away. What when they say that horror is dead, it tends to be because major studios are not making as many. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is But what but let's face it, most of your Netflix series, your Amazon Prime or something like that have a horror element in them now. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's yellow jackets or whether it's, you know, they're still being made, you know, Stranger Things and so on and so forth. Oh, that's right.
2: That's gonna start and it's it's always boys, the Umbrella
0: Academy.
3: And it's always going to be where the next generation gets their start. It's always gonna be horror movies. It always has been and it always will be.
2: You're right. Yeah. You're 100% correct.
3: On... You look at just I the mean, people who came up under Corman in the 60s. Yes. Zach Nicholson, Francis Ford Coppola, Joe Dante, uh, Peter Bogdanovich, um,
0: Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah.
3: yeah. They all came in under Corman. Corm- you know, the horror is where you're going to start because, like I said, the movies
0: are cheap and they make money because people like seeing them. And Corman's Moll's- still doing it. And leprechaun. most of your act- and most of your actors, even though the movies may be bad, started out in holy on horror films. Yeah, yeah. you know, think- Jennifer Aniston, she started out in horror. She was an Leprechaun.
2: It was like the relic or whatever that was, oh, with, with the green stuff coming out of the walls or whatever. Back in the day, you got a huge following. Everybody said it sucked. It
0: well, I'll tell you what following. you want. You want to see a bunch of newbies who became Academy Award winner actors? Watch The Burning.
2: Watch what? Yeah.
0: The Burning, which is the another burning
3: scene movie. Um, uh, yeah, the which is basically Sledge all these,
0: they're, and they're all Academy Award-winning actors in there. They weren't at the and time; I they were seen just coming out. Been
2: forever looking for ideas that. tonight. I always give my night. Every time I do podcast, I get a free night of watch whatever I want. No reading, mm-hmm. no nothing. <laughs> mm.
3: Johnny Depp, he's in the news. Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. huge star. Star. I'm
2: not. I, I love know. Johnny well, Depp. Let's, Let's not, not get in. It. Yeah, we won't get into what's going on in the trial. No, tribe, I still one. love him. He started I think that out he's being shit on, literally, but I still love him.
3: <laughs> he still he he started out in horror
2: movies. Uh, but Street. Street. yeah, he started out on a, a Nightmare on Nightmare Elm, Street. Elm Street. Yeah, I, you know what? It, it took me until two years ago to realize that was him. Really? And I go, that's Johnny freaking depth. I never noticed. Man, you went so from that
0: to well, you went from that to Twenty One Jump Street, so and that's
3: yeah. where he became a star. He became and, like and a, then, heart, pre- a teen heartthrob.
0: And John Waters was his first legit film. Oh, uh, yeah, cry baby, <laughs> cry baby. Cry Baby. But um, Patricia Arquette with Dream Warriors.
3: Yeah, Patricia Arquette with Dream... Lawrence Fishburne is in Dream Warriors.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, then there uh, the, uh, episodes of, uh episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. There was one episode of Freddy's Nightmares that had Bill Mosley and Brad Pitt in. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody starts out doing horror.
0: Yeah, because it's cheap and it's a good way to be seen. And you're cheap, you know, and then if you do a good job on that, then you move forward.
2: What year was the burning? That's just buggy. 81.
0: Not 81, yeah.
2: Was it 81?
0: Yeah. Well, Holly Hunt, Holly Hunter's in it. Um, The guy from Seinfeld's in it. Oh,
3: um, uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah, he's in it. Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander's in
0: it.
2: I know I've seen it.
0: But there's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, you know, that's, that's the thing about 1981, horror.
2: 1981, you're right
0: and horror tends to do very very well the worst things get which is where we're now entering our re- the recession and stuff like this you'll see horror start coming more to the i was dra- just horror, talking horror to a kid anywhere. at work about well i mean
2: that. how many pandemic flicks have come out since 2020 even you know 2020 12 i mean pandemic flicks galore <laughs> corona zombies that actually has a cult following now i actually sat through it all finally by the way <laughs>
3: corona mm-hmm. corona zombies is just Kind of, uh, they, they, they took uh, the a bunch of kids Brooklyn having fun movie. is
2: what it was. They
3: took they took Hell of the Living Dead by Bruno Matai and cut out like a bunch of scenes and just had like a bunch of actors go in there and like redo <laughs> the dialogue to make it about yeah. coronavirus. People laugh, there, there's and, and, a and lot
2: connect, of people don't know that movie exists. I bring it up in horror groups, and they go, We haven't seen any decent movies about corona and zombies. I go, Corona zombies, it's out there, go find.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and then Charles Band films two girls <laughs> talking in his garage, and that
2: becomes a framing story around
0: it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, when, when you do have dark times, um, horror does come to the foreground. Yep. Um, because what be happens is people, people are a bit more well, people are a bit more scared, and people are a bit more uncertain what their future is. When times are good, that's when your horror films kind of go downwards a little bit.
3: That's why you ha- That's why you didn't have a lot of horror movies in the 90s. Yeah, There uh,
0: were
2: things some great. that came out You're
0: of the 90s, though. There were, they're but... they very far. The 80s, but
2: the 80s didn't suck, though. The 80s, we, were, we the finally 80s. got out of recession. We were booming again towards well, the middle.
0: What, yeah, but your horror films of the 80s, when were the best ones out?
2: 81. Between 81, 1980
0: 1980s. and 1986. We didn't feel the the boom until after that age
2: yeah you're right you are right i hate it when y'all are right sometimes but yeah that's that's a great that's a great point
0: well horror is the best way to address what's going on in the world that's how you address it
3: and also if you look at the um, you look at the horror films of the 80s um the victims were the young kids who were just out trying to have a good time and
2: the old are always trying to guy. have sex as the ones that get killed. Oh, well, yeah. Have sex. They're going to the, die. And the villain
3: yeah, is the villain who's killing kids that are just having sex and drinking and, do, and doing what, drugs. Like,
0: these kids just want to be left alone. But yeah. who was in power in the 80s? And what was his platform? No, it was family. his wife's
2: platform. Just say
0: no. No, it was Reagan, <laughs> and, it was fam- Reagan and family yeah. values. And family values.
2: And that's and
0: that in the
3: horror movies. That's and that reflected in the horror movies because you because yeah. Reagan was the one who let like the people like Jerry Falwell and stuff try start to kind of get into politics, and then what you ended up having is you have this extremely moralistic government in the United States, and you have these kids who are like we just want to be left alone to like fucking drink.
2: Yeah, and that's, all, I, that's all. we wanted to do the in the eighties. Just leave us alone. We're getting fucked up, And we're gonna and, go fornicate and, in the forest.
0: But at the same time, sex is killing. <laughs>
3: Um, I, I, sorry, I coughed right on that. Sex is
0: what? Sex was killing you at that that's same true. time. Sex that was, was killing you at that time right. because well, the AIDS yeah, crisis. It also
3: was. You had the AIDS scare. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, terrible. So that was
0: going on at the same time. So, so the, you know, the first so universal horror
3: cycle was uh, was the was during the Great Depression. It kind of tapered off as things kind of started to pick up. You're right.
2: World you're War II right right. hits.
3: You get a bunch more movies. I did never
2: never looked at it this way. Then and the
3: look
0: 50, at the in the seventies.
3: Yeah, the fifties you you end up getting the um the, the atomic scare and, and that's and when you that end stuff. up getting like them and all that stuff. You have McCarthyism in the late fifties, and that's when you get invasion of the body snatchers and do we trust everybody? You know, we, we can't we trust, trust the anybody. Government. The 70s, if you look at the seventies, a lot of those movies, a lot of the directors, Wes Craven, Toby Hooper, a lot of those George Romero, Romero especially, they all said that they were looking at Vietnam and going, Yeah. Well, Craven specifically said that some of the some of the imagery in Last House on the left was based on the news that he would see coming out of Vietnam. So
2: you could tell yeah. what, we, you could see that very strongly in 70s or.
0: But another You're thing, but what else, what else was going in on in the 70s as well? The Rival. What I did do we get because of that? Exorcist, the omen and cults were growing at that time, religious cults. And Jonestown was just around the corner when these things were being made, and you know, and all the you know all the other suicide. My favorite was Heaven's Gate. Um, (laughs) early
3: in the early in the early two thousands, in the wake of uh, of what was going on at Abu Ghraib, all of a sudden you have all these torture porn movies coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all related to the political climate. Oh my god! Or, or like, tech. yeah,
2: but, but how do you explain? Did you put? Do you explain that with like a trials and the Serbian film and all that? Is that where that? Because that's serious torture. Porn.
3: Well, Serbian film didn't come out of the U.S. That that just came out of that fucked up climate over there. <laughs> <was> just <laughs> I'm
2: just wondering what their excuse is. No, for
0: their tor- tor- torture 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 porn is a byproduct of 911.
2: Yeah, you think? Explain be, be to me and our listeners
0: because basically you um america had a frightening um about anything that was foreign because foreigners attacked your land for the first time ever since yeah since the revolutionary war and it's the first time it happened so if you notice most of your torture porn and stuff like this was about the foreign element hostile is about the foreign element going going over to you
2: that movie still disturbs... There's very few movies that disturb me. Now, Serbian mm. film, it, it, I watched it once. I won't watch it again as a woman. And I'm serious. I don't think I could do it again. Even though I know it's not real. But um, the other movie, what did you just say? Uh,
0: and Saw. and Saw, uh, saw, saw but
2: oh, The Hostel. That movie disturbed me greatly. Mm. One, I like to travel. And that, two, that, I know it, that shit exists out there. And it's well, a <laughs>
1: Ho- the Hostel, second-
0: Hostel is, the, is the birth of torture porn But then of course I, If Hostel wasn't there you, Saw is a murder mystery That kind of went into the torture porn thing Because that's what was selling porn, yeah. Because that's what yeah. was selling
3: um, uh, Speaking of Again an actress who was unknown at the time Heather Matarazzo Who's in um, uh, Hostel 2 The scene where she gets killed yeah. in Hostel 2 she, That is so Fantastically acted and it was, like, one of those scenes it's that, like, brutal. actually kind of disturbed.
2: I mean, I, um, if, when I'm in a shitty mood, I will turn on one, Hostel 1 or Hostel 2, but never the Serbian film again.
0: <laughs> well, Heather, I mean, Heather... Never again. <laughs> but Heather Mazzarello anyway, I mean, she is one of those fantastic actresses, that came out of the independent films of, like, Welcome to the Dollhouse, wasn't she? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, she... You know, and that's... And, that's what's quite interesting at that time period you were getting people coming out of these small independent films that critics loved and then going into a more of a another independent film with more money money and more budget sort of thing and then and then then she ends up in the screen films as Randy's sister didn't she so
3: I think she did yeah I
0: think she did she pops in the third one doesn't she because Randy's dead and she has to get the rules sort of thing (laughs)
2: Freaks me out that Tubi actually puts that stuff on there. You know what? It's not too hard to find when you want to find the, the real or Gravitas, uh, Graf- I can't say Gravitas. Grafita, well, their channel has a lot of this stuff on there too.
0: I mean, another thing I guess you have to figure when it comes to horror and violence, anyway, is that um, as as we progress through society, anyway, that what was shocking. 20 years ago is the norm today.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. I think you know, we just
2: grown numb to it. I think so. That's why Well, it's not that you grow numb to it, but, but you see a lot of
0: violence <laughs> in everything, whether it's um, a Game of Thrones has beheading a people in it and the gore in it sort of thing. And, you know, this is modern lot Westworld is very violent. You know, it's very violent. Of, yeah. Very violent. And um, most of your TV shows have that violence in it now. You know, even Buffy's a bit violent if you think about it for oh, a God, teenage show, or and so you know, so when it comes to, so when it does come to horror films and pushing it, you know, like the last screen film, they kind of had to push the violence a little bit more further than they had to. There, we had a lot of knives going through people's faces that yeah. you wouldn't <laughs> have had in previous, and that because the thing is, is that we be, we becoming as a society, we're. It doesn't, You know, we're not shocked by any of this anymore. We can look at violence anytime, any day, anytime that you want to. All you have to do is stream, find the right streaming platform.
2: Sort of like Jaws. There wasn't a lot of gore in Jaws, but the monster was the star that you hardly ever saw him. And I don't know if anybody knows how to do that anymore. I think you got a lot of that with these two movies, getting back to them. Because there yeah. wasn't any boobs. There really wasn't a lot of gore. It was just a lot of, you know mental manipulation watching people die
3: well, the, the j horror movies were marketed as p they they were all marketed as pg-13 movies because they wanted to get like the teenage audience in there uh to get in and watch them so yeah you're not going to have boobs in these you're not going to have a, a ton of gore you're going to have creepy imagery and hell uh, amber tamblin in the the first ring when they they do that quick cut where they show her in the closet her face is all deformed yeah, that, that is a creepy image I will never get rid of. That it is
2: the the, the the creepiest. I mean, they did that with the other ring. But it wasn't near as good. I mean, they made their faces look totally wiped out. Just totally wiped out, Mouse.
0: Well, another thing that J-Horror is about, basically, is J-Horror, if you wanted to capture J-Horror, whether it's A Tale of Two Sisters or... Um, That's the or one! A on.
3: Tale of Two Sisters? Tale of yeah. Two Sisters was the other one. I was like, there was a really good, uh, good version of it, and then the, the American remake was terrible.
0: Yeah, but w- whether it's the Grunge, the Ring, or something like this, um, t- Japanese horror is basically Japanese version of the haunting. It's all suggested. Yeah. It's all about what you're not seeing. It's about what it's what what you're experiencing and what you're feeling. It's all about what your the audience is not about what you're seeing. It's about what's happening and what Do you, you think is happening?
3: And, and I think that's why the, the, for the most part, they don't translate well into American films because American films about let's throw it at the camera. Whereas mm-hmm. Japanese films, it's about setting up that mood and that sense of dread. And you might not ever see anything happen in those movies, but you feel so creepy watching because you feel like, Oh, there's something. Right. No. Okay. No, there wasn't something right there. Like uh, the train scene in the, uh, the first pulse. I kept thinking, when it, because of the way it was shot with the the, the, the black uh, window right behind them, I kept thinking there's going to be something that's going to... No, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But you, it just sets up that eeriness. And then when something does happen, it's very, very cool. It's, and, um, and, and it's very, very creepy. The library scene. Oh, my God. The yeah. library scene in the original Pulse is so fucking good. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of uh, gave you
2: an anxiety attack a little bit.
3: And I think that's, I think that's why I liked it so much is that I was kind of sitting there and like I said, it was broad daylight when I was watching this because I, I worked I late last night. So, like, I was like, oh my God, what, ah, this is actually creeping me out and it's bright in here and it's creeping me out.
0: So let's discuss Pulse and um, that's, um, that's just, uh, I think probably the best way to do is let's compare, Um. do a comparison. Which did you find better and why? Starting with you, Vicky. which Pulse did you like, 2001 or 2006 and why?
2: I like 2001 better, even though I love 2006 as well, because they're my familiar stars and whatnot and people I admire. But 2001, uh, there's something about the J Horror that just, it's just, Something totally like an art of its own, and I didn't think it translated well into the Hollywood genre. And that's all I got to say about that.
0: And what about yourself, Joe?
2: That
3: that's actually the perfect way to describe it, as way she just described it as uh it's it's kind of it's kind of a style of art of its own, and that's what mm-hmm. J horror uh, was. It's a very brief moment in, t- in 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 horror history, but we had some excellent excellent movies um as far as between the two of these uh, hands down the original pulse i think is so much better um like uh like we said it kind of um uh, it kind of just had that sense of dread and it just kind of like just stayed there the whole time well, and i was I dreadful that
2: period it gave you anxiety and just sadness and desolation <laughs> it's what
3: it was but I feel it was well done. We're like I'm watching the 2006 one and going, "Oh my god, this is schlock." Like 2006. I was just like, "This is like I like the the uh, the ghost looks so terrible that I I couldn't do it. I was just like, "No, this is." This I'm gonna is
2: have to go back schlock. and look at the ghost again.
3: Oh my god! Like they like I. They just look like horrible CGI.
2: It is CGI, and it's now
3: 15 years later, so it's even worse CGI than it
2: was when it came out. Good point. Good
3: point. Movies based around special effects don't uh, don't usually um, don't usually keep very well, and this one does not. I I, I didn't see it in 2006. 2006, I mean, I thought a completely different way about it, but watching it now is just like, wow, this is bad.
0: I saw the film in 2006. I liked it at the time. And then, and because it's like I quite enjoyed it, but I, I quite like Christian Bale. I liked her since Reefer Madness and things like that. Yeah. But then, um, and then I, te- then I caught the Japanese one like a couple weeks later. And then this kind of paled to me because I saw that. And that, and that, and also because, the older I get, the more appreciation I'm getting for the Japanese version as well because it just actually means more. But at the time, to- at the time when I first saw this, this actually made me want to see the Japanese version, and I did enjoy this time. But this is like the Japanese. I guess if I if I can compare them, the Japanese one is something that you would see in an art cinema, and the American one is something that you would see at the multiplex for because you have some you got an hour and a half to spend and you want some popcorn.
2: Yeah.
3: Maybe maybe it's because I, I I tend to like the former more than the latter. Maybe that's why I just like the the uh the original version better. Maybe that's just it.
2: They just they they wrote for a different audience and I don't know sometimes like you're saying how you try to sanitize shit it doesn't come in that, well.
3: That's also part of it too. These these the, the the remakes uh like we said earlier PG-13 movies they were um an attempt to get younger audiences into to watch horror movies where I don't think I don't. I don't think. I. I, I, I certainly. I, I don't believe there was any intention of having younger people watch the original Pulse. I think no. that was made strictly for a more adult, a more mature audience. So maybe that's it. You
2: couldn't get I a know, kid to sit for that. Me. You couldn't get a kid to for that. It, it well, could just be know, a situation where is this that, isn't. Made for I
0: also think that it's quite a shame because, um, with the American Pulse maybe they shouldn't have been talking down to their audience. That's part of it too. Because what do you it, mean? If you, if, you look at, if you look at things that should, if you look at things that should not have been a hit, but were a hit with younger audiences, there are films that weren't spoken down to them.
3: Well, it, it, uh, as far as what he means, Vicky, I think it's like what I said earlier, where like, the, you know, when we were talking about the red tape or like the, the, the red tape, it took its time to explain itself in the, um, Uh, you know, you kind of got a feel for what it was as the movie went on in the original Pulse. In this one, they have to come right out and tell you. And maybe that's it. Oh, I see. As an audience member, I kind of felt like, well, dude, no. Like, why are you just coming out and telling me everything? Let me figure it out on my own. Maybe that's, maybe subconsciously that was was my issue.
0: And another thing is, when it comes to popcorn flounder anyway films that they tend to, America tends to make as in in the remakes of situations, is that they're forgotten about and they don't live. And people forget that they even existed after a few years where if you take something and you gave it, you know, if you have your audience look into it and not talk down to your audience, those movies tend to last a lot longer and they tend to live a lot longer with time. You know, if you look at most of your popular movies at the time, they were huge flops, but they're still around and everyone still loves them. You know, whether it's the wizard of Oz or whether it's, you know, well, Haunting wasn't a huge, big budgety film that, you know, that's still, people are still talking about those today, you know. They still show up, you know, these films that, and I think the original pulse, the Japanese pulse, probably is going to live a lot longer than this film, than the
2: remake's going to. Oh,
3: I, I think so too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy action. Mystery. Friendship. Well,
0: next month, our make-remake is going to be a really test of our wills when we we'll cover George Romero's Dawn of the Dead and the Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead, which will tend to see, has the habit of tearing people when you have to compare which is better and which isn't. Of course, next week, we'll be continuing our 80s season, um, which will be covering Lady in White from 1986 and One Dark Night, starring our personal favorite, E. D. Daly, and Meg and Jennifer T- No, Meg Tilly, not Jennifer, but Meg. And of course, everyone's favorite superhero, Adam West. And he'll be with (laughs) One Dark Night from 1983. And of course, we'll be continuing Dark Shadows. We'll be covering our episodes from May, April and May from 1970. And of course, that'll be 40 episodes there. And of course, our next book to screen will be H.P. Lovecraft From Beyond. We'll be discovering misogyny and racist themes while we watch the <laughs> classic 1986 film from the same year. So, I'm going to say good night for myself. Good night, Vicki.
2: Good night, guys.
0: Good night, Joe. Good night, everyone. Happy Friday the 13th.
2: That's right, it is.
0: And we'll see you next week for 80's The Lady in Light and One Dark Night. And our next remake, remake is on.
1: But I woke hot, am I hungover? over? Gotta hope not, what's all that groaning outside? I'd rather know not, dead both the doors and switch out the old locks Knock knock, here comes another apocalypse But I got my wits about me and you know my shotgun is Locked and loaded, pull the opposite, I feel prepared When I enter a pandemic, I am the illest man Even back get ready, step in the door please I'm better with the machete than any boy I may be sober but I can put away tall boy. got to start a party cause my spot is all noise We keep it going till the crows come home, don't invite I'm trying to shake up a When all is doom and gloom, you gotta choke your teeth I made my bed in the face of death, but I don't
0: ever
2: sleep When you lay your weary head down to finally rest in peace Counting sheep won't help, cause even the dead ain't slept on me
1: I'm harder than a Molotov, I'm all fast now I got these hungry zombies on the thirst track. Oh. yup My kamikaze paparazzi tryna kill if they want a piece, they gotta eat me from the ass up Whether they are still swallow, better come for back up I'm dropping something that this horde is gonna yak up That's, I'm a smack back y'all don't wanna pass up I got the bags and the bodies, fucking shacked up Me and the squad are a creature, perfect matchup Tired of in a family, we can do the best stuff. Snob through it all, even with the mess up Tina's in the building, about to do a wrap up A long night, but it's time to dawn. They in the world is at its end, but they might be wrong I'm all out of fireworks, so ignite the bombs Even when the dead I will keep a smile on